Holy shit, man. I don't even know what to say. It's been a couple days. Or a couple weeks. I told you I'd be fucking busy. I went to Orlando. Took my kids there. You know, went to... Uh, what's that? Universal. Not to... Not to the amusement park, but went to uh, Volcano Bay. Holy shit, that's the coolest fucking water park ever. You know... We went there, and uh, I, I went with my sisters. Well, actually, my one sister and her husband came, and their two kids. It was a family fun event, and we flew there. Fuck driving. We drove a couple years ago. That's horse shit. I mean, I'm a truck driver for a living, but that is just... No. No, no, no. I'll never drive to Florida again. That ain't for me unless I'm getting paid, or I'm in a fucking tour bus, and I can sleep, too. Just ain't happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then we went and we seen these alligators. Went to this place called uh, fucking Gatorland, of course, in Florida. It's just trashy. It's so hot. And there's fucking hundreds, hundreds of alligators. You can buy, like, a, you can buy a fishing pole with, like, a hot dog on it for, like, $5. And you can get these fucking alligators to go ape shit on you. And, you know, they're, like, swimming. Like there's giant, like, fucking 15-foot alligators, like, you know, like two and a half feet from your f- fucking legs, but you're on, like, a little bridge. And, ooh, they're scary. You can buy these little bags of stuff. It looks like little bags of shit, but it's not shit. It looks like dog shit, like dried up black dog shit. And you just fucking throw it into the alligator water. And, like, you know, six of them will just go crazy for it. <laughs> They're like biting each other's heads and shit, trying to, you know, trying to get a little piece of shit you throw in there. But it's fun. Fucking kids like it. I think it's like kind of natural, like habitat. Like they just fucking breed hundreds of alligators, and they sit on this little like deck. And there's like birds. There's like these birds with long legs that are like standing on top of the alligators. And you know, every every few minutes you'll see a bird that has like a missing leg or it's like fucking broken and like dangling off (laughs) you stupid fucks you play with fire you get burnt who's gonna stand on fucking two dozen alligators only birds anyway I've been busy like I said this podcast is with Brendan homie from over and out recordings and he's been in a couple bands we get into that his most recent band was called Not Okay. He's been some other shit. He's been around a long time. He does a lot for this scene. He fucking loves Detroit hardcore like nobody else. Always representing straight edge soldier unlike myself. Respect it though. Respect it. I told him if you if you watch the video or like, you know, if you just go to his Instagram see a picture of him. He looks like fucking Ralphie from A Christmas Story. But like a Ralphie that found militant straight edge. 
and don't take no shit from nobody. Great guy. He does a lot. He's put out some uh, reissues. He just did Suffocate Faster. Was it uh, Don't Kill the Messenger? Or maybe Kill the Messenger. I don't know what it is. Then he did Tyrants, Welcome to Hell. He's done uh, fucking Damnation AD. He he puts on Remembering Never. All women and uh, women and children die first. He put out that album, reissued on on vinyl. He knows what he's doing, and he wants to help out other bands too. If you're a band, you want to be on a label, he'll hook you up. He's a good guy, good friend. I'm lying, he's not really a good friend, but I like him a lot. I'm glad I got to know him better than I did. Oh yeah, he's also putting out fucking uh, Let It Dies, um, a reissue of uh, Stick to Your Guns, because they're motherfucking Detroit OGs. That's what's really important right now, but uh, it's on pre-order now. I pre-ordered uh, 4th of July, so it's a Let It Die, Stick to Your Guns. I think it's 10 songs, and they also recorded three new songs. It's never going to happen again, folks. You can hear them now on Spotify, on the internet somewhere, but I'm telling you, this wasn't supposed to happen. It's crazy that it is. It's like we're in some sort of different dimension. We're a bunch of great guys who have uh, have moved on into various times in their lives and are doing different things completely separate things and they took the time to come together for Detroit Hardcore and put out another three songs and they put together a reunion show with a few a few other older bands that, that aren't you know necessarily active anymore we never say never to reunions hardcore is crazy people love it they do it for you know fucking nostalgia and for the hell of it Because it's fun. I had to stop recording for a second. Some shit got fucked up. But anyway, Let It Die. It's out featuring three new songs. They made a hundred of each color combo. So there's, I guess, only 200 albums available. So jump on it. And a t-shirt with the old Let It Die logo. It's like the dude two-stepping. It's like the NBA silhouette of the dude with the ball. But it's a super cool hardcore dude that's uh, two-stepping. Oh, it's sick. Oh, well. Fuck it all. <sighs> Thanks again for checking it out. Fourth of July just happened. I'll be putting out another one. I'm, trust me, I'm jumping back on it. Oh, and I got a big fucking surprise coming up here. Hopefully, maybe next week or two, two weeks, something's being put together. And it's going to be fucking insane. It's going to be brutal. If you don't know, you'll find out. Keep your eyes peeled. Detroit Hardcore. Over and out. Ha! See what I did there? You said you work at Slow's? Slow's, Slow's Barbecue, yeah. How is it working at Slow's? It'd be so hard not to just eat everything. So I gained a lot of weight when I started working there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... The beef brisket there is phenomenal, and as I was going in the back, and just like, Pop this a little closer. yeah, sure, it's like, yeah, just uh, 
pump me full of brisket. And then uh, when we had pork belly, have you had pork belly before? Oh, yeah. Pork belly is like the best thing in the world. And uh, so when we had the pork belly there, I just smash it. Uh, it's probably just like in abundance so just like (laughs) handfuls like burnt ends and shit i'm a bartender there and it's weird like i kind of got thrown into it like i obviously don't drink and shit yeah so i just like oh yeah that's weird i didn't even think of that yeah i'm just like fucking i don't know (laughs) serve assholes like like, hey what does this beer taste like i don't fucking know just (laughs) (laughs) probably probably like shit yeah for sure yeah it's weird but yeah no it's cool i've been there for like four years now so or three, whatever. Time oh, goes past. Okay. Like, I love to like smoke food. Yeah. Like, so I'm smoking a brisket this weekend for the Fourth of July. But I'm having a Third of July party because okay. my wife works on Monday, so we can't do shit. Yeah. Um, but I have an electric smoker. It's like way too big for my family. Yeah. But I just put in like two like pork shoulders or like a or a brisket and some ribs and like a sausage. Yeah. And just go all out whenever oh, yeah, I do it. Then invite. Awesome family over to get crazy yeah that's what's up about that so got brendan here from over and out recordings i love what you're doing because you know like you're sort of like bringing back a lot of fun shit and a lot of like uh stuff people our age are more familiar with right. and uh and anybody who's not familiar with it you know fuck them yeah, right. <laughs> well it's all like super hard shit you know yeah, yeah. and uh so Let's start with, like, how long have you been doing, you know, like, repressing records for? Well, uh, more recent uh, was actually repressing things. How how it all started, um, it was, what, 2014, I believe it was, 13, 14, was it was uh, something to put my own bands out because no one, like, gave a fuck about my bands. Right. So, uh, actually, I have it all where it started, basically. this little guy right here. So the band was in not okay. Um, well, one of the bands was not okay. We put this out. It was a reissue of our uh, EP. So it was the first thing that has the over and out tag on it right there. So this okay. is it's actually over and out two because the first release that was supposed to come out was a noise project that me and my buddy were doing, and it just uh, the files were corrupted. So it starts off at over and out two if you're for cataloging purposes. Um, so over and out one doesn't really technically exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird how it like started, but, um, so yeah, uh, the first record I actually put out though was a laid seven inch for Hellmouth. Okay. Um, and so that was two songs that, uh, one of them didn't make the cut for oblivion. And then the other one was a, a cover, a black flag cover. So then after that was around, I want to say time just flies by, but I think around 2016, I put out the In Hell Follow With record. And that was the first actual vinyl I put out. Because other than that, it was like cassettes. Like So I did the Not Okay one. Let's see here. So that one. This one was porting down. That's later. That's James from my other uh, from my band's thing. The tapes. When did the tapes come back? Yeah, so as you can see, like, <laughs> I like, think it's these awesome. ones are a little more like professional, I guess. Um, but these ones, the ones that... I put out like rest and shit with my other band. We put out the two, 2015 demo. Mm-hmm. So like they were just like dubbing in my basement. These like shitty, you know, clamshell just like wrote on. That's but, fucking awesome. But it was like, I couldn't afford to put out records at the time. So this was, we'll put out the demo on a cassette, you know? Um, but before and how follow with hit, I also did merch for integrity. So that's kind of what got my name out there before I even started pressing records. It was like, we did the t-shirts. It was, uh, I don't know if you remember them. They were the 
the Smash Racism t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before Integrity was a band, they were a sticker. Uh, it's really weird. So, like, they printed all this, like, merch, or, like, stickers, and it was, like, this weird, like, thing. Before they put their 7-inch out, it was, like, they had all this merch, but no music. <laughs> so that was the sticker, though, the Smash Racism uh, sticker. So that's what we throw in a t-shirt. I love it. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, Dwid, like, really helped me out, like, started off. I did a 7-inch for Integrity eventually. And, yeah, so um, we're just going on from there. And all the stuff I'm doing, you know, it's... I don't want to say I want to, like, stay with reissues forever, but I can't afford to sit on records right now. Right. Like, I can't, like, put out, you know, a passion record that's going to... 300 copies going to be in my basement. Like, the only band I'll do that for is Enemy of God. Because I think, it, one, it'll sell, but that's yeah. the current band that I'm like, yo, like, I want to have a part of that. Fuck yeah. You know, like, I love all these new bands coming out, but, like, Enemy of God is, like... That's my shit. That's so good, dude. That's my shit, for sure. <laughs> I know. Keep fucking pressing them, bothering them. When are you coming on new shit? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. working on it. We're working Hopefully on soon. it. soon. I'm out like, yo, put that fucking record out so I can, you know, do it. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like where it all like started, you know, it was uh, me putting my own stuff out and then eventually, because how and how and Hellfather With came about, um, I wasn't like really that big in the deathcore. Uh, it was just like me and Nick had been friends and we were in wrestling shit together and he has a movie coming out, so we're like, hey, let's put this record out, you know, to help fund your movie. You know, just a little mm-hmm. money on that. So that's kind of why that record came out. Um, because I don't know if it would ever came out other than that. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know any of those other guys. Like, I know, like, Kyle and Pat, like, in passing, but not friends. I don't know, know anybody. Yeah, Nick's, like, the only person that I know well. Um, so it was cool to put that out. It did relative. It was weird because, like, there's this label called Wax Vessel. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They do, uh, it's like these really crazy colorways, and it's like 300 records, that's it, and okay. they sell out in under a minute. Like, I say all the time, it's like the supreme of music. It's like this crazy, like, you know, sellout, whatever. Um, but if this record would have been put out on, like, that label, it would have done, like, way better. Because, <laughs> like, it's weird because they're putting out a lot of these like the same style like deathcore bands or like mm-hmm. like MySpace era like scene bands or whatever. But I'm still sitting on a Hellfather with records. It's weird. Like, yeah, that's a weird. It is weird. Yeah. It's like it's, a whole foot like underworld. Yeah. Like if that same record would have been put out on a different label, they wouldn't have anymore. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. Like why I'm still sitting on them. But it's funny. weird. But yeah. So and right now I'm just uh, working on you know putting the stuff I love. Like you see, like remember never let it die. Um, whatever it is, like it's the music I grew up loving, and I want out on vinyl. So yeah, I, I can't get over the whole uh, uh, "let it die" thing, though. Like it really makes me happy. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> that was cool. Cause like it's kind of a bummer that it didn't come sooner. Cause uh, it's not gonna be ready for the show. It wasn't like oh yeah. for the show. Like we have some things in mm-hmm. play for it. Like I'm trying to get test presses done. Okay, and have enough to sell at the show. Uh, which those will be ready by time. So we're gonna do. I think it was forty test presses, screen covers, whatever. But um, it kind of came late in the game uh, to actually have the idea for pressing the vinyl. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it's just too too close to the show. Won't be ready. Uh, but suffocating faster will be because that was like whatever. So I hit well, up uh, Chris about it, and I was like, why do you let it die? And he's like, yeah, of course. So and they pitched me the thing about the three new songs, which. <laughs> I know. Like Detroit Hardcore is not ready for that shit. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, that show's gonna be wild. Like that's what I'm saying, man. Like, it's it's weird because like a lot of the newer bands playing. Like I mean, they're not that young, 
but they didn't really deal with maybe the stuff that me and you dealt with in the scene, you know, like, like the insane shit. Yeah, like like you may not be welcome. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna happen, but say if like I don't know, like tattoo boys there or something, and one of these dudes swing under enemy of God, like yeah, they might not have a good rest of their night, you know? It's yeah, those. Yeah, well, well, see, when it's a mixed crowd from like that old, you know, like this young, um, like, I think it's always been like a weird thing. Like, yeah. you know, like the people like a few years older than me, like a lot of them were cool, but some just seemed like, like you don't belong here or whatever. But everybody, it seems like that always happens. A few people who are like fucking assholes. Right, yeah, it's just the scene, you know, it's like, yeah. you don't get into hardcore because things are going peachy in your fucking life. You right. Know? It's like, right. At least that's how I view it is anyone that's in the scene. They probably have something fucked up in their life mm-hmm. or, you know, just, yeah, they're born land hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's just, gonna, it's definitely gonna be interesting, you know, to see some of the younger kids, you know, see the Alliance, like, I know I'm so Alliance excited for was that. One of my favorite. Fucking yeah. Bands. Yeah, dude. And uh, all that stuff. You know, let it die. And Suffolk and Fast has always been a favorite of mine. Um, yeah, since Natty Homie. So right. Were you uh, uh, were you around before Let It Die, or did you catch a tail end? Yeah, it yeah. was somewhat towards the tail okay. end. Okay, but yeah, like I I saw you know whatever their little reunion um, that they did. Uh, but yeah, it was like kind of towards the tail end. Okay. Um, but yeah, all those dudes, you know, like. We know each other. Mm-hmm. Well, they might not know me. I know them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the same thing. All the people I've talked to, I'm like, I've fucking known you. You have no idea who I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, uh, like Chris went on to do, you know, whatever with uh, um, Tharsis Day and whatever mm-hmm. like other bands he's been in. And then, uh, you know, Fireworks went on to... Uh, Chris, uh, I never said his last name, uh, the Mohan or whatever. I don't know, Mohan or Mohan, yeah, yeah. I don't fucking yeah, know. Um, he went on the fireworks, and I, I love fireworks. So good. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were pretty big there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. oh, for sure. That's, yeah, that was yeah. a good band to represent Detroit. Because there's no like, pop punk bands that really come from Detroit that yeah. are you know good. Uh, or, well, as a big anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like... I've always loved Let It Die, you know, uh, so I'm really excited to be a part of it. And I'm excited that they, you know, are just as excited, I guess, right? So it's it's cool. It's uh, keeping what I love in Detroit alive. You know, even like the Hellmouth stuff, like Hellmouth's pretty big in Detroit, you know, oh, yeah. for their little scene. But, like, those are friends of mine. You know, it's cool to work with friends and put out things I love and just keep it all, like, in a little family. Yeah. So. I do like Hellmouth a lot. And I'm looking forward. Maybe there might be something happen. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't want to like speak too much on it because it's like not my band or whatever. Right. But um, they are working on something to where I don't know the, the exact direction is going to go. But uh, we've been talking about reissuing um, "Worship Everything and Destroy Nothing" for like years. You know, it's like I mean, I work with Jeff um, at the record shop. Okay. On, on Mondays, so and me and Jeff know each other for a really long time, and um, we actually do this record swap. The Gimme, Gimme, Gimme swap, which is coming up at the Sanctuary August 8th. It's just like uh, a record, you know, music swap that we've been doing for a few years. That's so cool. So the next one coming up is going to be August 8th. Um, August 8th. From 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Free admission, open bar. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always a good time. Um, it's crazy to think about. So, wait, so people can just, like, bring in records? So we have, uh, we have vendors set up. We have, like... I think we're doing 22 vendors this year. Um, and Village Vinyl is who's sponsoring it this year, which is our friends from uh, 
a record shop over in Warren, mm-hmm. John Lale, who uh, drums from Regular Approach. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he owns that shop, so he's sponsoring this year. Uh, but yeah, we just have, you know, people set up. Um, you, they pre-buy a table, and they bring whatever they want to bring to sell. That's fucking cool. Yeah, so it's always been crazy. But the last one we did was, like, a week before we shut down. Oh, yeah. And that was, like, weird to think about. It's like, mm-hmm. and then the world just went to shit. <laughs> it did for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, man. So that's I guess that's what what's up with all that. But. So, so what do people just as a vinyl only? Like, let's bring a bunch of vinyl or like tapes and shit too. Yeah, it's like it's, sort of whatever music. Any wise. kind of music. Yeah, we had someone who was just like just CDs. I mean, we had okay. uh, we had Suck at Suicide set up one time. You know, just like doing their whole little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had someone set up like a um, like a. Narcan table one time. Okay. Like classes on that. Oh, shit. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit of, you know, whatever, whatever wants to say. Yeah. Say it. Um, did you invite, uh, Rick to life? Come take part? Dude, so (laughs) Rick to life, like, is always bothering you too. (laughs) It's not that he's like bothering me. He just like always unlikes and likes my pages. I'm sending (laughs) messages here and there. And I'm like, it's so weird. (laughs) <laughs> so my wife's Instagram t- tag is mom to life. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he started following her. He's like, yo, sick tag. And it's like, she doesn't even listen to 25 to life. It was like something that came up years ago. Yeah. And, like, she thought it was funny. And it was like, okay. But <laughs> he's like, weird. He has a, a biohazard uh, cassette that I want from him. I know it's a bootleg. But, I, like, I don't want to, like, like send him any money. Because <laughs> like, 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 I'll, I'll never get it. I'm just like. I know, I know. Someone knows where he lives over in Baltimore. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, can you just go by his house and like pick it up for me? <laughs> Shut like, up! It's for Rick. the demo of a, it's like a bootleg of the demo. I'm like, I just want it. Yeah, <laughs> He's, yeah. That dude is fucking weird. Yeah, he just calls me a nerd and tells me my podcast sucks. Well, <laughs> like, okay. oh, why are you listening, asshole? Fuck yeah. you. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, like I. I don't have any connection to that dude whatsoever. I just know the stories. You know? I never, yeah, I've never even, I've never even liked his page, message him. He's yeah. just, it's like, don't you have something better to do, dude? So I love Madball, right? They're one of my favorite bands. Sadball, you love it? But the funny, <laughs> yeah, the, one of the funniest things is Freddie Sadball. Like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> he's, a, he's a herb. <laughs> That's like, one a ballsy move, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I heard that, I just like couldn't stop laughing. I was like, "That's just wild." But sad ball. Well, it's uh, my buddy Jeff just sent me um, a zine that uh, Freddie was in, and his favorite band is listed as Madball. This is a year in the nineties, hilarious. Right? Like, how things have changed. <laughs> but yeah, man, that dude, that dude's a clown. He he did like the uh, Let It Die record release though. Yeah, gave a like to that, so maybe he'll buy one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, was I had to keep blocking him because he like make like new pages. Yeah. And and the other day I was like RTL NYHC King Five. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, he added me, found me again. I'm like, why yeah. are you bothering me? I mean, he's he's unstable. You know, it's like. Yeah, we kind of feel bad because like if he ever, I mean, like, he talks a bunch of shit, but like if he like goes anywhere, you know, in public, he probably just gets his ass beat. Yeah, I mean, I think like. I almost think the reason why he's not going to ask me, like the people are seeking him out, is because they know he's so unstable. Yeah, it's like he's talking. I mean, it is going to catch up to him, you know. But yeah, he's so unstable. It's like why waste your time? Right, he's just a crazy person. Yeah, he's <laughs> really insane. You know, you'll fucking hit him and you know just 
fall over probably as an old man. But he is an old crazy person. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, those Poor legends guy. though, it's like yeah, it's it's so fun to read about. You know, when you're younger, it's like even like the the Dwid and like the Mikey Pitbull stuff and all that. Like those like stories. I love it. You know, I wish there was like a big like book about it. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I love hearing the folklore from all the older guys. It's, it's yeah, fun, so yeah. Who's a uh, Danny Diablo got fucking beef with? Dude. Uh, <laughs> everybody. So, <laughs> the story with like Danny and like the integrity dudes and all that. Like, yeah, yeah I don't nice. know what's true and what's not. Um, but yeah, that whole story is just like fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I love Isaac. Like, yeah, that dude is. He's a character. I've He's so crazy. Times. Yeah, I've never had a bad experience with him, so no. like, I can't talk any shit about him. You know, it's like uh, some people are like, "Oh yeah, that dude's like crazy. Like fuck him." Like, but why was your experience bad? Probably because you're doing something yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, last time he came, like with a scar head, it was, yeah. he came with um, MOD. Did you go to that show? There's like ten people at the sanctuary. Yeah, they played like three songs and like stopped. It might have been more than that. But it was, like, yeah. Well, it was weird. Well, I smoked with him before the set. Okay, and, and um. Like I just like, hey, you want to smoke? He's like, yeah, cool, whatever. And so I took him outside, and my brother in law had, had a big old fat fucking. It was like way too big. It was like obnoxiously big. And him and uh, what's uh, the drummer, Dim Rock, Dimmy, what they call him? Yeah. Uh, they smoked, and halfway through, Danny's like, man, I smoke too much weed. He's like I'm fucked up. He's like scared to yeah. like go. He's like, man, we smoke too much. He's like, <laughs> I, he's like, can you play the drums? <laughs> That's great. I was like, oh shit, man. Yeah. But no, whatever. Good set. Wasn't long enough. They didn't do my favorite songs. Right. So yeah, I got mad love for all you know the DMS dudes, FSU, mm-hmm. like whatever. Like all mad love. Like I've never, I've never been on their bad side, so I don't have a reason to. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. Well, well, <laughs> You have to be an asshole to be on their bad yeah. side, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like I know a lot of people are like, oh, like. Fuck all that stuff. Like, oh, I don't know. Right, crew shit. Like, why don't you just yeah. mind your business? Yeah. You I'm, know. I've never, a, I've never had a bad time. No. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't know, so, you with the albums and shit. There was an album that I thought would be fun for you to do. What's that? <laughs> Unbroken Wings. You ever done Unbroken Wings? All right. So, when I first started the label, some of us may never see the world <laughs> was on broken wings in e-town concrete and if i got either of those bands i would never want to put anything out again because nothing on top of that never so i've been hitting the on broken wings up forever yeah uh and like pete remember never was like yeah i'll try and get you in for him and i don't want to say it's off the table because i haven't got a no <laughs> also i've got a yes <laughs> right so right. yeah of course if i if i do on broken wings i want like a full fucking geography like Oh, yeah, that'd be sick, man. I know, like, like Eulogy is an issue. Like, Franz Matilla owns Eulogy now. And, like, yeah. I don't exactly know what's up with all that. Oh, like, yeah, so you probably. I rights or whatever. But um, definitely. On Broken Wings is one of my all-time favorite bands. That'd be fun. I had fun. people every day hit me up about it. It was like, hey, you should put On Broken Wings. No like, shit. Like, yeah, I can't just do it. I need, like, okay from the band. And, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. What's that, you know, the whole genre? You sort of, like, followed the past few few records. Right. You know, it's just like... A heavy, crazy shit that you know you want to fight to. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? for sure. Fight music is all that I care about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all that like um, that era of Trust Kill and uh, Ferret, and even some of the Victory stuff. Like, oh yeah, just like that. Those years didn't hit vinyl. A lot of it, it was all CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, just vinyl was dead then, um, and it's it sucks that a lot of it was sold off to Warner and Sony. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember, it never like I that was not licensed. 
like i mean i don't think i was gonna listen to this that's gonna like incriminate me but like, <laughs> we just said fuck it you know like that's, oh, that's cool man and also it was, it was a benefit for pete you know like Pete's okay. my friend um you know, he got diagnosed with cancer and like what's well, gonna be a benefit for him uh so like i don't fucking care like I mean, I would care if they came and sued me. That would suck. But <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to do this for Pete. You know, fuck yeah. Um, but that is a lot of what the issue is with these records. They're not owned by the bands. They're mm-hmm. owned by Warner and Sony and shit like that. Yeah, so, that's fucked. Um, there's tons of bands that hit up that they're like, you know, we don't want to do it because we just don't want legal action. I'm like, okay. I mean, I would take the risk personally. You know, it's like we're doing such small runs that mm-hmm. it might not matter. And I'm going to give bands the money and whatever. It's just like... But if they don't feel comfortable, it's whatever's it's on them. You know, it's, sure. Obviously, it's it's their their band to do what they want with, mm-hmm. or not 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 do whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so it's but like I said, I want to put out the music that I love uh, and that I grew up with, and just like there's actually a band that Wax Vessel did from a Second Story Window that like I I really wanted to do. Um, I remember that band. Yeah, I love that band, and I'm really glad that like Nick got a hold of from Second Story Window and put that out. It's a full discography. Um, it's uh you know it's like whatever crazy colorways, but that was a band. I was like, oh, it needs to be on vinyl. Now it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's tons of labels out there doing you know this like revival stuff. Like uh, there's um, and I don't know all the bands that are you know they're putting out like. So Wax Vessel, uh, there's this other label, um, Heathen Hand Records, and it's all a little more limited. Mm-hmm. Like their whole shtick is one-time press, no represses. And like my thing, if I can keep selling it, like I'll keep repressing it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Know? Like so, and it's it's cool to have that limited thing, you know. But uh, I want to keep it in stock. I mean, obviously I work at a record shop, and so like not being able to obtain records to sell in your store is like kind of frustrating yeah like to be able to walk into a store and be like oh shit like there's all these like things available but everything's so limited now a lot of it doesn't hit record shops anymore yeah and then it's you know one click boom everyone's got it yeah like those fucking coldest life ones that were just released that shit was gone fast i got one i don't even collect records but i got one though just for the fuck of it i got it's kind of historic color except the ski mask and 45 one I was I had it in my car and it sold out, but I even got like the European ones. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I don't know if you heard all like I I hit up uh, Jeff about doing it right mm-hmm. about doing Borderland Hard, and it just it fell through. Um, and like what I would have done with it definitely wasn't going to be as cool as Dom's going to do. Like, yeah, like of course I'd love to have that record in my catalog, but Dom's going to do such a good fucking job on it that like it's in the right hands. Like it, it, when I heard that someone else was doing it, I was like. I had some ideas of, like, who might be doing it. And I was like, oh, man, like, I hope, like, it's going to be a good, good – um, they're going to do a good job or whatever. When I heard it was Dom, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. You know, he's going to do, like, this crazy fucking package mm-hmm. and do it justice. And the remasters sound fantastic. So it's uh, – I'm glad that it's in his hands and it's going to get the reissue it deserves. Yeah. Sure, so. There's so much to work off of, too. Like, you know, just – for like nostalgia is like huge right now and plus a lot of people who follow hardcore never got the chance to have any of that because it doesn't exist you know it was really diy it wasn't uh mass produced yeah so it's cool for a lot of people because you can't really be a hardcore kid not like cold as life or if you're not get the fuck out no that's a weird thing too because like i was talking to some people that record sales for the classics are down now like, 
black flag descendants, you know, negative approach, you know, whatever, like people aren't exploring their roots. It's all like hype bands, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, knock loose is fine, but just for knock loose, for example, like we sell so many knock loose records. Yeah. You know, it's their hype band or, or never any game. Like, you know, if you're a local, I, I can't talk for outside of Michigan, but like never in game sales, like do real well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, although they're great bands, they are hype. And, but like those bands got inspiration from older bands, which is weird that like some of the kids buying it have no idea where the inspiration are from. Like, obviously, never in a game got some inspiration from Coldest Life and Negative Approach, right? Yeah, like of course. But some of those people buying that those records, like they don't know those bands. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's weird because like I, for me personally, it's always been like the history of music. Like Negative Approach is one of my favorite bands, right? But it, what they didn't come until later. Like, it was, I was getting all these, like, whatever, like, say, Tyrants, you know, whatever bands. And then I was like, well, where did these bands get their inspirations from? And so I didn't get into negative approach until I was, like, 17, like, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was the idea of going back and looking at, like, okay, well, let's see the history, where it came from, and then, you know, whatever. And I, I don't see a lot of people, like, doing that deep dive anymore. It's like they're just stuck in their ways of what they like, and that's it. And it's, it is weird. Um, for me, at least, I mean, I just have such an appreciation for music that I always like just want to do that deep dive and any genre too. Yeah, you know, of course. If I'm like, you know, with some weird experimental shit, I'm like, okay, where did they get that inspiration from? You know, it's like go from there. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I, maybe I'm just not really paying attention. I'm just like totally fucking wrong. <laughs> it uh, could be. That, that's like, that's what I see. I see a lot of people, you know, like. I don't know. Not listening to the classics, not giving the respect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. You know, because it's like in hardcore, there's like certain it's like subgenres. You know, like if you listen to like the first step or like those like Bridge Nine bands, a lot of those bands yeah. are like Ten Yard Fight and Wrecking Crew. It's like they're like their own thing, or like I'm a, instead of looking forward. Yeah, well, or, I love looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> or, what's that one band? Uh, it's the way I want to live. Positively positive. Who the fuck is that band? They're like a super positive band, obviously. You know what label they were on? No. Uh, positively positive is the name of the song. I can't remember. But. Oh, man. I like. I don't know Good Clean Fun. Good Clean Fun. That, whole, you know that's who that it is. Fun? Yeah, 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 Good yeah, Clean Fun. Yeah. I didn't know the whole uh, discography, but it sounds like a Good, good Clean Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. What's like certain bands like that that they don't. If that's like a smaller part, you know, you got the yeah. beat down and then like the punk shit, but then it's like the weird like positive stuff. Even like band, like I went to a band show because um, uh, Evergreen Terrace played. Or, that's the name of the band, right? Evergreen Terrace from Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Evergreen is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah this reference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played, and so I was like getting all crazy, and then like Bane played, and I was like getting all crazy. It's like. Calm down. <laughs> I was like fucking people up to Bane. See, I, I like, love Bane. I'm, like having fun, Aaron. Relax. Yeah, like. Some what was it? Uh, last Bane show. I can't remember. But anyway, it was at the Majestic, and like, it was weird because like, maybe even five years before that show, if you went to a Bane show, it'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. And like that one, like, it was pretty tame compared to what it used to be. And okay. I feel like a lot of like, head walking and crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one stands near the stage anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's things are always changing. But yeah, I love Bane. Um, you know, unfortunately, a Stu passed away the other day. Yeah, yeah, it uh, sucks. Yeah, definitely a bummer. Um, and Reach This Guy was another great band that he mm-hmm. was in. But uh, anyways, the positive stuff I definitely enjoy. Um, 
you know, whatever. Like I, I like all sorts of hardcore and whatever it is. But I will say that it is weird. Some of these newer bands like coming off with this like super tough guy persona. And they're just not like that. Yeah. Like, listen to Cold as Life. Listen to like the killer from Chicago. Listen like, to it. They're yeah. fucking their lyrics, like it's not tough guy shit. It's just like Life. Life is fucking depressing. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. It's like, no, like I like got handed this fucking card and I wanna like kill myself because <laughs> you know, yeah. like like the like the killer, they're playing Chicago two days in a row, right? I, like I have to go to that. Like I love the killer. But <sighs> fuck, those lyrics Indiana during that time, that weekend, okay. I wanna go so bad, but fuck it. Yeah, um but yeah, the the killer, some of those lyrics, like they're so fucking depressing, but some of the hardest songs ever written. You know, it's like that's what I love. I like the passion in hardcore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't want some fabricated bullshit. You know, like I want like I wanna actually feel how you're feeling and have it be genuine you know if that makes sense whether it's you know being a fucking tough guy whether it's being you know an emo kid whatever it's yeah like, i want to feel it but actually you know like putting all the tough guy shit aside like feeling the music is it's kind of why we're all there in the first place oh, right because sure, yeah, yeah. the lyrics and you know whatever else but like one band who has no shame in being like almost like hardcore emotional never ending game man some oh, yeah. of those songs i'm like i'm listening is depressing. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> listen to like Hatefree Satisfaction. Like, yeah, those lyrics. Like, there's nothing like real tough guy about them. I mean, no, like, some of them are whatever. But like, it's some depressing shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like wh- whether whatever emotion you're drawing. You know, whether it's like anger and you just want to crush someone's fucking teeth in, or you know, like some sad ass song where you just want to fucking cry to, or whatever it is. Like, it is all emotional. You know, it's oh, yeah. whatever it is. Like, and it, it's. That's what I love about aggressive music and hardcore. Whatever it is you want to take from it, it is like tapping into your your deep emotions and just giving you a way to free it, you know, and whatever it is. Um, and that's that's just what I love about it, uh, personally. Well, you know, that's it's raw. Oh yeah, you know, it is raw. Yeah, yeah. I, like it. I will say one thing is that although I love like heavy like chug beatdown music, people need to start playing faster. Play faster fucking songs. <laughs> like, it can't all be a breakdown. A breakdown doesn't make sense that the whole fucking song no. is a breakdown. <laughs> ah, yeah. I, I need a two-step. <laughs> yeah, right. like, fuck. Like, uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I love hardcore. As you can tell, I'm always posting about hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome because I was just like, Detroit fucking hardcore. Always. I yeah. love it. Well, that's the thing, too. There's nothing like Detroit hardcore. I agree. Like, in there's so many, even though, like, the subgenres of, you know, like, whatever, the DB punk scene, the, the positive, whatever it is. I feel like the Detroit hardcore has always been just, like, something in its own. And, it, yeah, it's not, like, it's crazy. It's, like, LA hardcore, you know, obviously, the Section of Hate show was, like, fucking nuts. No, man. Like, they're fucking in another level. They're... Well, the, the Latin scene in LA is something else. Like, that show wasn't just, like, a one-off thing. That's every fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Like... It's, like, nuts. There's a, a documentary. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I think it's on Prime. But it's about, like, the Latin punk scene there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, some other level shit. There's <laughs> <laughs> circle pits and fucking tire fires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking, you know, shooting. Just, like... Like, do you see the truck driving through the show? I didn't people? see it, but I did hear about it. It just... What the fuck? Like, drives through the pits, are shooting at yeah, people? crazy. But, yeah. <sighs> but... And so, like, Detroit's always been, like, you know, something I really loved. Um... Even Cleveland, too. Cleveland is so similar to Detroit that I've always loved Cleveland hardcore and stuff like that. Um, it's just this, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this, uh, 
this Midwest feel, you know, like we're in the city. Nothing ever like really like is that not that everything's like bad, but nothing's like that like great for everyone. Everyone's just kind of like you know, just, everyone has like a dead end fucking job, you know, just like yeah, pretty much. Because although like anyone that's been to Detroit, you know, I don't even have to explain. It, you know what it's like. It's it's still kind of like decrepit and like nothing's like. It's not like Chicago. Chicago's always popping and bumping. Yeah, yeah, you go, right. You, you go down to Detroit, it's just kind of like well, there's not much to do down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like three broken bird scooters or whatever those fucking things are. Yeah, and then you got the people mover that goes like four miles. Yeah, besides like the nightlife and like some of the things like they have, you know, like that roller rink down there or whatever. Like there's oh, there's yeah. stuff to do, but like. It's not the same as like other cities. You know? No, it's not. Well, well, you can go to Chicago, so you can't even like stand like on the street because people are just fucking whizzing yeah, back and forth. For sure. And yeah. uh, New York, and I'm sure like L. A. is just fucking people everywhere. But like in in downtown Detroit, it's like it's kind of there's not that many people. Yeah. Well, in, in Detroit, Unless out, a game. outside of da- downtown, right? Like, so I take a uh, rash at home a lot. Um, okay. With, like the freeways, whatever. So I'm going through the east side over by uh old like halfway house that like maxwell used to have like his first venue here okay and it's this really like fucked up like decrepit part of town and yeah like the crime rates like whatever there but you're driving through and there's like all these fucking barbecues and people hanging out like stop by hot dog you know just on some like corner fucking oh yeah so everyone's like super cool they have like uh um People made like bus stops for like like homeless people, or whatever. Like sleep for a little bit, mm-hmm. like little like cubes and shit, wherever. But it's like always like a lot of inviting people in like a really fucked up part of town. Yeah. And that's not saying that like bad things you know don't happen there because they do. You know, for like sure. if I'm if you're driving down the nighttime, it might be a little different. You know, like uh, <laughs> like I was there's a BP or by a police station and there's like huge fucking fight going on. And I'm just like I'm just waiting in traffic and see a dude like pull a fucking gun out, and fire oh. a few shots, whatever. Yeah. That's going to happen, too. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's every major city has that shit. But, and every other major city might have the same, you know, positive things as well. But I always just see, like, all this really cool, positive shit in such a negative city. You know, at least this negative outlook where people see Detroit and, like, oh, it's, like, this fucking waste. And, like, it's not, though. One dollar houses and... Even, like, Flint <sighs> is like that. You know, Flint's, like, I would say Flint might be more fucked up in Detroit, uh, like on other levels, but mm-hmm. they're like their community. There's a lot of cool stuff up there at the same time. It, yeah. it, it doesn't get talked about. Um, so it's, it's always cool. To, like see those things, you know, it's like this really like fucking down shit and people find some beauty in it. You know, it's like, they're, they're trying to change things around and not have everything so negative all the time. It's like someone that like has one fucking t-shirt and they're like, you know, trying to help other people kind of thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's funny, you're talking about the barbecue, like just on the corner, or like a hot dog or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, there's this place. I haven't been there in a long time, but it's over on Outer Drive. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't even know. That way, maybe. I'm confused in my basement right. over there. But, uh, well, Outer Drive's a big-ass road. But on the southeast side by the like, E-Course, okay, yeah. well, there's a car wash over there. And like, I think I feel like one or two days a week, man. There's a guy that just sits outside there with with one of those like, barrel smokers. Okay, yeah. And he just like smokes food. People coming out of the car wash, the whatever, get their lunch or whatever. Yeah. And it's like fuck, man. That's awesome. I just want to go. I never did, but I see him, you yeah. know, daily or weekly. I was like, man, fuck, that'd be awesome just to get out of a car wash. Oh, and be like, yeah. I want ribs. 
it's and just so eat good. it and get on with your day. Well, so what's really weird about like, well, you work with fucking barbecue, yeah. so so almost every day when I would come home, he's not there anymore, unfortunately. But there's this little like hot dog stand over by the bus station, and I'd always go get a hot dog, and uh, hot dogs are my favorite food. And it's like he would tell me like, "Oh, you want the funk on it?" And like I knew what he meant, <laughs> but it was such a weird thing. I was like, "Yeah, I want the funk." on All it. the funk? Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, because like, he wants like, like I like to like charred and burn, right? Like get that like fucking like grease shit on there i'm like yeah. oh yeah give me the funk <laughs> everyone has like weird terminologies for this like barbecue stuff or whatever it is i'm like oh i love it but it's just like yeah everyone's so cool it's like like dollar hot dog here you go i'm like fuck yeah let me get like 10 of them <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna tell my wife yeah. <laughs> i'm still gonna eat dinner when oh, i go home <laughs> oh, I, I, I eat a lot like oh my god i eat like four fucking dinners if i want to yeah, yeah. don't but, tell anybody yeah man <laughs> but yeah basically detroit's in my opinion no nowhere's like it and i i love it so me too so so you, before you found hardcore like uh, what were you listening to were you more like a metal guy or were you just like into punk and shit so, and what year was this so music has always been a big part of my life um like my my dad was always really into like rock and roll you know i started off with like black sabbath like neil young ccr you know some of my favorite artists fuck yeah um some of like the stuff like ACDC and like Motley Crue, like I never really got into like like that, like the the more like glam stuff. At one point, I, I made a list new and I was like, oh yeah, it's fine. But uh, like, I think Black Sabbath is one of like even to, to this day like the heaviest band that ever exists. Right? <laughs> or like Led Zeppelin, I was big into for a while, but uh, I think I like over listened to them. Yeah. But um, like CCR, I'll listen to CCR all fucking day. So good. And then like on the other end, my mom was really big in R and B, so like people Bryson, Tony Braxton. Um, you know, whatever. Tony Braxton, oh, I haven't yeah. heard that in a long yeah, time. Yeah, like I'll, you know, I'll, uh, rolling on the highway, just fucking bopping those songs. <laughs> you know, like, I love it. Um, so yeah, it was definitely more like, like rock influence and, uh, whatever, you know, like I said, the R&B stuff. Um, maybe some blues here and there. Mm-hmm. And if it was like, it was, you know, like BB King or something like that. Um, nothing too deep. But, uh, and then on my own though, when it started, cause you know, we had MTV, stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. I started watching. This was all, you know, from. I guess when I started really, like, I guess noticing the bands my parents were listening to, probably like eight or something like that, right? Like yeah. When I started like putting like names over because music was always around, right? But it was like maybe really like, oh, I can recognize that CD. Like okay, like yeah, I want to listen to that. Um, so then it was more like alternative stuff when I was maybe around ten or so. Like, the grunge, like Nirvana. Nirvana is still one of my favorite all-time bands. You know, like Alice in Chains. Uh, like, I really don't listen to Alice in Chains or Pearl Jam that much anymore. But at the time, I really liked them. Sure. But like, Nirvana is still a band I really like. But, uh, and then middle school hit, and it was like, Corn. Corn is what I fucking Hell love. yeah. Like, Corn's self-titled record is the best, even though it's not a hardcore band or whatever, the best non-hardcore, hardcore record ever put out. It's fucking good, man. Yeah. Like they uh, so that song "Faggot" on there, right? Like that is, that's a like a real big song for me because I I played football and I was like had long hair like almost down to my ass and like got made fun of all the time, you know. Like people would call me that all the time, dude. Like whatever. And like there's a lyric in that song that's um, to a world that never appreciated shit, you can suck my dick and fucking like it. <laughs> and I would like, and then said that fucking like breakdown part, and I would listen to that every day before football or like clown. 
Clown who ain't shit, turn around, get your face split. Like, <laughs> yeah, wild lyrics. Like, this shit's hard, man. Yeah, it is hard, but that was my motivation. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, fuck these like jockass kids making fun of me. Like, I'm gonna be like, I'm just gonna listen to this song, get pumped, and like knock them the fuck out. Fuck it, <laughs> yeah. Dude. So like, corn was a big one, and then it was like like Slipknot and stuff like that. Um, I would say like the punk and hardcore stuff didn't really come until like high school. Um, I had a buddy that uh got me at Remember Never. It was actually one of the first hardcore bands I really got into. Um, the first ever hardcore CD I ever bought, though, was Morning Again's Hand of Hope compilation. And I was going into Flipside Records, where I work now. And it's got Ian Courtney. If you don't know Ian Courtney, he's a Detroit hardcore legend. He's a great fucking guy. Um, I know him. He was in, uh, you know, countless bands. Uh, and so he handed me uh, this Morning Again CD. And, uh, it's like, that really like changed my fucking world. Um, and they got me into, you know, politics in the scene. You know, they were a straight edge vegan band. And I was like, um, I'm not vegan. I was vegetarian for a very short period of time, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the whole like, you know, straight edge thing. And then like politics and music. And, uh, so that changed and my music like is changed so much in such like a different periods of time. It was whatever I was going through at the time, you know? So like, Say I was probably around like 15 when I got that Morning Again CD, right? And so I started exploring like a little more of that like Metallica hardcore, and then you know Remember Never, like the Trust Kill Ferret stuff, Poison the Well, the more melodic Misery Singles. High school was really big for that stuff, right? Right. And then like the punk started, like like I said earlier, I started like, well, where did these bands get the influence from? You know, okay, like. Like I always knew who Black Flag, Minor Fret, and like the Descendants were, right? Mm-hmm. But then there were some like other ones, like like the Necros, you know. Like, okay, so I got into them a little bit, and uh, the early punk stuff wasn't until I didn't get into like later, you know. Like there was a point where I was like really big into Gigi Allen, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like like something like that, and I started getting like the thing is when I when I dive into something, I deep dive, right? And I get like really obsessed with it. <laughs> it's like Gigi Allen's crazy, yeah. So I'll, like. I'll get into one genre and I'll just like deep dive and explore everything. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get in the Chromags. All right, well, who else was New York? So, like, no matter what year, like, oh, you got Leeway, you know, Madball, whatever, like, whoever it is. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to deep dive into it. <laughs> and I've always been like that, super obsessive. Like, um, and then when college hit, I'm going to, like, I, hardcore is always going to be my number one. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I got into, you know, like, a little before college and after is like more experimental stuff like um swans skinny puppy uh you know like um some like more electronic stuff like cold k eventually when they became a band uh whatever i don't even know what that is so uh like skinny puppy is like they're like an industrial band um, i've heard that name for sure yeah yeah ogre from skinny puppy you know he's great uh and they had uh you know influence from like psychic tv and robin gristle which uh Rest in peace, uh, Genesis Peorge. Um, passed away a few years ago from cancer. But uh, Psychic TV was electronic, just for lack of a better word, electronic. They're a little deeper than that. But then, like, Robin Gristle is more like a noise band. <laughs> noise like band? I don't know what that is either. Right. So, like, <laughs> I love. I've known to rock, man. Yeah, I love noise music. So, like, um, just noise. Merzbau from Japan, which I love, is it's all noise. But. It's vegan straight edge noise, oh, wow. which I love that that's what oh, it's like. What the fuck? That that's what the tag is. Because there's no lyrics in it. <laughs> but it's like 
Japanese vegan straight edge noise. Merzbow, like a pulse demon, is in my opinion one of the best noise records ever put out. What kind of noise? So it's uh, power electronics. Um, so just like, like whether it be white noise or just like it sounds like fucking like fingernails on a chalkboard and really weird stuff like that. But I'll tell you this: someone that doesn't partake in any kind of drugs, that is the closest thing to taking drugs that I can. Like explain right? Just so find it now. Fuck everybody. They find this. Like I listen to Paul Steeman, and it's just like something hits my equilibrium and just puts him in this fucking trance. And so it's like I lose all like all sense of reality. I just like go off to this like weird fucking world. <laughs> what should I type in to find it? Put in Mer- Merzbow. How do you spell it? M E R Z B O W. The artist. Yeah, and uh, I guess the. The second one, probably. That's Paul Steeman. Woodpecker number one? Yeah, Woodpecker number one. Definitely not for everyone. Okay, you can listen. So, yeah, super crazy. This is just the whole time? That's the whole thing. So, you listen to that, right? And a lot of people think it's a joke, right? But put on a pair of headphones. Just blast it. Just blast it and stare at the ceiling and just, it just fucking takes you away. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine doing like a hit of DMT and then fucking playing that shit and with yeah. earbuds on. Yeah, just, but so my wife walked out of the show. Full of hell. Oh, you went to see that shit live? Well, not not Mersbow, a different oh. one. Full of hell and the body did a collaboration set at the sanctuary. What and, the uh, fuck? It's kind of like full of hell isn't all like noise stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, they the body and full of hell just kind of like noise collaboration set. And she was like, "This is fucking awful," and left. And uh, I'm sitting there just like me and my friends like vibing out. Like it's weird. Like it, it hits something in your ear and like like you just fucking like lose your balance. It's weird, <laughs> man. It's fucking weird, but I love it. And you don't do drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. That's but, fucking yeah, crazy. Like, I got really weird into experimental stuff for a while. I yeah, mean... Whatever. You find shit like, and you like it. When Not Okay started, like, my more, I guess, popular band, um, it was definitely uh, influenced by a lot of like, early 90s screamo, like mm-hmm. Seisha, um, Page 99, um, uh, some other good ones. Um, even like the emo stuff, like Mineral, or whatever. But a lot of the early like '90s stuff. Mm-hmm. And then what you won't hear like, recorded at all because we like changed the songs a lot. It started getting real experimental and weird, like kind of towards the tail end. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just like doing a lot of weird like sound clips and interludes and weird like noisy shit. And uh, we never really fit in the hardcore community, even though like that's like we we covered a Project X song every time we played. Yeah. So I think we your last show was was that like in Cold Blood was that Blood. show? Yeah. That was yeah. our last show. Yep. Um. Which, coincidentally, would be our last show forever yeah. because we broke up like a week later. <laughs> yeah, you know, COVID hit and ruined everything. Yeah, well, uh, Jeremy's playing in Wounded Touch now, mm-hmm. and um, I think he just wanted to focus on that. So uh, he's doing that right now, and uh, Sunlight Ascending uh, was kind of doing something too. So it was like, Not Okay has always been like a side project for Sunlight Ascending. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what our future brings. I mean, I don't think we're going to be like a band again we might just like play together and start something new sure because we've been a band for 10 years and like no one gave a fuck <laughs> it's i don't think it's going to be like an anti up thing where we've been around since 2005 and then people start to care about us you know like that band's been around forever right fucking forever and yeah like they've always been like a heavy fucking band but they didn't really get like known until what i'd say the past even like 
six, seven years, right? Mm. Like they finally, yeah. like they put yeah. in their time, put in the work, and it paid off. Right? Yeah, man. I don't think it's ever going to pay off for that for my band. <laughs> so it's just good to like put it to rest. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 There's some bands that are like hanging on, but people are like, fuck. We just change the name or something. Yeah. Just change the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just change the name. It's dead. It's like even when we did that Project X cover, I was like, yo, people are like, it used to be people were crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, now no one knows the song. No one's singing along. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, fuck them. How about that? I'll tell you what. The best show we ever played was with Hoax at at the Cade. It was like like an art place above like an apartment complex, right? Or we played in the apartment complex that was above the cave. And we're playing Project X. And there's just people with 40s everywhere mm. singing along to this song. Like, none of them are fucked straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all singing along going crazy. Like, the DB punk scene was always real fun to play. We had a great time. But, uh, so yeah, that, that was probably one of the best shows we ever played. It was just fucking wild. That's fucking good. You know... Like, if I ever think of you or like see your name or anything, all I get in my head is that one picture of you in that tyrant jersey, and, <laughs> like at school, like a high school photo yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so tough then. You like, were tough. <laughs> How old were you? What year was that? So that was 2008. I actually didn't graduate high school in 2008. I was a super senior at a uh, alternative school. Uh, so was I, so. but 2006. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, I graduated from Churchill and Royal Oak in 2009. So. Okay, but that picture was taken in 2008. Uh, I'm wearing an Immuer shirt underneath that, which maybe isn't as tough. Uh, <laughs> a long sleeve. It's okay. But so that 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 jersey, funny story about it. Um, I sent John Music a money order through the mail for that jersey because <laughs> like I had no other way to pay for it. So oh, I like, went wow. to like the liquor store and got like a money order. I was like, Holy hey, I need shit. this jersey. And he sent it to me. That was like before I really knew John. Uh, but yeah, and that. It is no longer with me, but one of my good friends has it because I'm just way too fat for it now. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't, I would never sell it, never get rid of it, other than to this one friend. I was like, he's uh, Nathan Wilkie, love him to death. He's in California now, but he has it. So <laughs> good for him. Yeah. <laughs> you have to send it to me. I'll make it the uh, the podcast photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's goofy too. Like I have like uh, my plugs are in at the time. I have like dark mahogany brown hair and it was like swooped over and wearing like an la cap like oh hilarious like i couldn't i couldn't find um a detroit cap that matched the color so i'm like oh, i'll go get a dodgers hat you know it's the same mm-hmm. color way and uh yeah so it just doesn't make much sense wearing an la hat with a detroit band but. that's really funny <laughs> what's funny when you say i'm a, an alternative school because like in a regular school you couldn't wear a hat in like a school photo right. like fuck you i went to an alternative school last like three years yeah uh, which would be five years to graduate, but what three of the years I went to an alternative school, they'll just like they smoke cigarettes and gamble and right. shit, like whatever, like and tell the teachers to like fuck off, just that's well, complete asshole. Well, I'll say I got a better education there than I ever did at Clawson High School. No, I you? went to Clawson High School originally. Okay, and it, it was smaller classes. You know, I think there was maybe thirty students. In my mm-hmm. graduating class was only you know fifteen kids, um, but. It was, they were harder. It was like, you, you know, you have one, or I think it's one absence, and that's it. And after that, you're expelled. Wow. If you get in a fight, there's no suspensions, you're expelled. If you're tardy five times or whatever, you're expelled. Wow, that's kind of a strict one. Yeah, they're really hard on it. And, um, like, I got extra credit because I didn't smoke. (laughs) Things like that. Or, like, weird things like that. Holy shit, that's Um, hilarious. Yeah, and there was, like, uh... 
the teachers were all really cool, you know, but they were, they were strict. It was like, you know, this is your last chance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's not, it's not that I did poorly in school cause I was stupid. It's cause I just fucking hated school. You know, just like I was bored we were dealing with, like, I just couldn't get interested in it. Mm -hmm. And so at Churchill, like the classes I took, they were all somewhat interested in me. Like I took a creative writing class that I excelled in pretty well. Um, I took an art class. I'm not like the best artist, but like the art class is really cool. Sure. Uh, we watched like you know, horror movies and stuff while painting, and that was awesome. I took like a photography class, and um, I, I never had to take a math class. Like, I've never passed a math class. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I didn't have to take a math class at Churchill, and that was fucking great. I'm stupid with math. Dude, <laughs> so, uh, what? So, my last year of high school, in the alternative school that I went to, my math class. Ooh, I swear to God, we were doing greater than and less than, like signs, yeah. you know, like equal, greater than and less than. That's what we were doing. How fucking pathetic is that? And in our science class, see, like at Lincoln Park High School, or well, see, see Lincoln Park Public Schools, like they don't have a lot of money, I guess. Right. So they, all they had, all they had to give us was a ninth grade fucking math and science books. Okay. So you know, I'm almost 19 years old. Yeah. And I'm fucking doing greater than and less right. than. Like, you're basically a grown man at that age, but still just a fucking asshole, you know, teenager. Yeah, it's weird because, like, my oldest daughter, um, she's 11, so she's asking me for help with her math. Like, I don't know how to fucking do this shit. <laughs> like, they're doing shit that, like, we were doing in fucking high school. I know! <laughs> it's like... My son's 14. Yeah. So he's he was in eighth grade last year. I'm like, don't ask me. I'm like, you just need to figure it out. You ask your teacher for help because yeah. I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I, I seriously, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, or like, you can find like a YouTube video, but I'm like, I don't get it. So in math, I never gave a fuck. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I can do math. Like, I can do what I need to get by in real life, but yeah, sure. I don't need to know geometry. Yeah, it's, even when I hit college, like I, I didn't do well in my prereqs. I fucking hated them. But when I, when I went to school for, like, I paid attention to. Mm -hmm. So I just like. I enjoyed it. Um, well, yeah. Well, see, because you're well, there's a goal like when you're in college, yeah. And in high school, you're just like being forced to be there. Or in fuck elementary school, you know, you're learning Greek mythology. If I want to learn Greek mythology, I'll go to fucking college for it. Okay, want to learn about stories? I'll go yeah. there. And then I got a degree and didn't do shit with it, so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would, I'd pay money to work at a barbecue joint. <laughs> right. It, it, it's tight. I mean, it's crazy because like. I oh not now but like pre-pandemic I was making more money than some people that had like master degrees and shit like that. Oh yeah, it's like especially because Slows is a very high-velocity restaurant. Like I'd be walking around like eight hundred dollars a week and like that's pretty good. Like, yeah, that's, that's like a chill week. Right, you guys are just like <laughs> ripping. Yeah, that place is always fucking busy. Yeah, it like sucks. <laughs> I wish I can go there more. Is what I'm saying. Way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, like go to the Mercury Bar across the street. <laughs> yeah. I went to Mercury Bar the other day, and uh, so I, I hate mayo, right? I fucking despise mayo. Like, I just – it's near me. I just want to fucking freak out. So I'll uh, eat it all. They <laughs> put mayo on my burger, and I was like – because I asked I – no mayo. I was like, oh, and they brought it. And uh, so – and I must sound like such a fucking bitch. But, uh, so they took it back, 
And like a minute later, they brought I'm like they didn't cook me a new burger, right? They scraped, uh, so I looked on the bottom. There's still mayo on it. Like, uh, my kids are with me. I'm not gonna make a big deal of this. So I just ate it, dude. I felt sick all day. So I was like, <laughs> it's all in my head. I'm not like allergic to anything. But I'm just like, I want to throw up. Oh just, my like, god, I just took it. So kind of fuck Mercury Bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The dumb reason to say fuck them, but I was like, oh my god, okay. I was so mad. <laughs> I may be honest. I only went there one time. And that's because I couldn't get into Slows. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, well, Slows is back full capacity now with uh, all of our tables back. So good to know. I'm gonna have to hit you up when I'm on my way, dude. Yeah, just I'll, I'll get you in. <laughs> it's not like a three hour wait anymore either. No, like, that, that time is gone. Yeah, it's like fully staffed. Like people want to work. Or so yeah. <laughs> here's the thing about uh, restaurants uh, that people are uh, not really understanding. Like getting on unemployment isn't fucking easy. You mm-hmm. know, like. And there's a lot of things you have to do to uh, to stay on it. So this whole thing about like, oh, well, people would rather stay in unemployment than go to work because they make more money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, you are making a little bit more money. But these everyone that I know that still works at a restaurant, they're being treated well. So that's the thing is like, like yeah. Slows is still very well staffed because they take cool. care of us. Hell yeah. You know, a lot of these restaurants that aren't staffed is because they treat their employees like fucking shit. Like corporate, <laughs> yeah, shitholes, like, like corporate places. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, like I don't know the full truth behind it, but from what I heard is like this one restaurant in Detroit um fired their whole staff and like didn't give them their jobs back when they came back because Dude. for whatever reason, right? I'm like that's fucked up. You know, yeah. like you're just like hanging them dry because they didn't want to like like uh pay for anything for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Slows is great. You know, people want to work there. Uh, they take care of us, and I've never had a problem with them. Um, even, like, if a customer is giving me shit, and, like, they'll have my back. It's not – the customer is definitely not right there. <laughs> like Hardly ever. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah if, if they're, if you know, they're on the wrong, they're, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, you're wrong. You know? Yeah. It's like, so, yeah, I love that play. I love working there. It's great. Uh I mean, I, I should probably, you know, look for a career sooner than later. But, <laughs> Fuck uh, it. I do like it there a lot. Actually, I've, uh, my buddy Nick – uh, Nick Holland, he's a EMT down in Detroit, so I've been putting some thought into that. Cool. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, man. I mean, I'm a truck driver, so yeah. I, I just drive shit back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be driving people back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Fucking a lot of people, you know, ooh, the Uber and shit these days, it seems yeah. a lot of people can just do that fucking full time if you can afford you know, the maintenance on a vehicle, oh, yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But... Ooh, we're just talking about oh yeah, for slows and delicious food. Oh, you were talking about people and like not working or whatever. When I was, I went to Orlando like two weeks ago and talk about like, you know, it's like all the corporate restaurants were always fucking way understaffed. Like there'd be like signs like apologies, but we can't even like go to full capacity because there's not there's not enough servers. But like for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because people don't want to work. Because every restaurant we fucking went to is like understaffed. Like this yeah. fucking sucks. And like I said, I don't know if it's because people don't want to work. I really doubt that's the reason. There's a lot of people in Orlando. Yeah, it's just like well, because the thing right now for unemployment, like I was getting underemployment while I was still working because I you know had like documentation I was working or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you can't get anything. You need to apply for jobs, and like if you can't like prove that you applied from somewhere mm-hmm. they're not giving you anything oh wow it's oh like, you need to send a like resume is like where's like three to five like what companies you applied for yeah. like every other week and or they're whatever calling, yeah they're calling the follow-up on oh yeah shit, so. especially now yeah. fuck yeah they are yeah. i mean I, I won't say that people didn't take advantage of the system because they did yeah. sure but also like 
kind of fuck the man, you know, if you can take exactly. advantage of it, why not? Well, the, all these, like, um, there's a lot of cases of uh, small businesses, like, taking out, like, excessive loans because of the low interest rate or whatever it was last right. year during the COVID. Like, fucking get it. Yeah, no, Who sure. cares, man? Fix your shit or whatever. Go on a vacation. Who cares? Right. Fuck them. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, they can have all their money to fund whatever shit they have going on behind the scenes and they can't actually give back to the citizens without having to say that's coming out of your taxes next year yeah i mean other than like you know it sucks because a lot of these restaurants aren't paying their their people a living wage you know it's like it's like slow as it's still you know like i get whatever an hour and then it's like a tip job right Mm -hmm. but I don't know. A lot of these like restaurants, like Applebee's, and they're giving their fucking people a living wage. Hell no. Fuck you no. Know? It's so like it's fast like, food, dude. Yeah, it's. So if you can take advantage of it somewhat, I'm not gonna you know throw blame at you. You know, it's mm. like, whatever. I don't either. Yeah. I don't fucking. You gotta either. do what you gotta do. You know, it, life's a fucking hustle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, they they fucking rape everybody. So if you can just take a little bit back, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I. I was actually working almost the whole time. I was one of the few people I was still working because I was doing carry out. And um, when we had patio service, like mm-hmm. we had like four employees still employed. Everyone else was like doing their own thing because they just didn't have the capacity for them. Yeah, we were just running back and forth at work. I was busting my ass, but yeah. I was making so much money. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I could be stressed out for you know seven hours a day. And if I'm making tons of money, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> There's so much carry out. Oh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> great, you know. And uh, people were being pretty generous. Um so that, cool. that was that was tight, and you know, I was uh, doing whatever odd jobs here and there, you know, what I could do. But uh, my my wife has a really good job, nice. so it's like uh, we were, you know, I, I feel bad like saying that the pandemic wasn't really that awful for me because honestly, it was great. Like me too, buddy. <laughs> I, yeah, well, yeah, I was like, money was fine. Yeah, I, I spent so much time with my kids, and that's what it was. And like before, I was you know working. All fucking day at the restaurant, I was doing security, you know, like trying to pick up all these odd jobs and like, I never saw my kids. And so having that time with my kids and, you know, just like hanging out, you know, being okay with finances, not like completely struggling. Like we're not rich by any means, but we weren't, you know, we weren't really struggling. Yeah. And, uh, that was, it was great. And I had some other people that really affected hard, you know, they lost, lost some people, whatever. And. Whatever it was, whatever circumstances. So I do feel somewhat guilty saying, like, oh, things were, like, great for me. <laughs> things. My, my, ooh, like, I was able to, oh, with all, like, you know, the good up interest rates and everything, I was able to refinance my house and right. just, like, do a bunch of, like, projects outside and shit. And I was like, I'm fucking actually doing good right now. Right. Because, you know, I had a job because so what I do. I pull auto parts for, right. like, you know, uh, GM and shit. So they were down for as short as time as possible. Yeah. Like it was like it was like a month and a half. They're like, we got to make cars. Yeah, you know, well, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. the cars have to be made. So I was able to get back to work pretty fast. But it just just everything like really played out well. Like yeah, yeah. Well, like, we during that you. time from, from from like when I didn't work, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, yeah. but I was able to really get my shit straightened out around here. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it was like I said, it was it was a good opportunity for me. You know, um, my wife was still somewhat working at home because she was uh, she made the transition to her new job like during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, a daycare teacher of early head start like during the uh, beginning that she was doing for years, and then she moved over to Quicken Loans. Um, and so it was like a good time for the transition to hit because if she would have still been working at daycare, like things would have been different. 
you know, yeah. for sure, like our finances and stuff. So, but it came, everything came at a good time. Um, so we were, we were one of the lucky ones, fortunately, you know, for us, which is not something I'm going to complain about by any means. Like I'm very fortunate for it. So yeah. All them suckers out there struggling now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Life's a struggle though. You know, no matter what, like everyone's There's ups and downs. Ups and downs. Yeah. Ups and downs. It's, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It's got to hustle through no matter what you do. I mean, the record label, like, I don't really make money from the record label. By yeah. Means, you know, but it's like, I wasn't, I was at a position to where I could like put the records out, you know, Fuck <laughs> like <yeah>. sustain it. <laughs> like that was cool. Cause I put out, you know, basically two records in that time. Like I did two presses of Remember Never mm-hmm. and like Suffocate Pass or whatever, yeah. whatever. It's like, so. And so it's like, uh, with like pressing your shit, that's like an upfront investment, right? It's not. So, or is it like, well, we'll do this for you, then you pay us back when they sell. So, how every deal, if you're talking about like with bands, the deals, mm-hmm. every every deal has been different. So, like with uh, with Damnation AD, like they only wanted a dollar a record, which is fucking crazy. Like, I paid them out 500 bucks and then gave them like 30 copies on top of it. Wow. And like that was it. And it was like, but so I paid them $500 up front and I was like, okay. And then we did a release show in Chicago, and like that was it. Like they didn't, they didn't want anything else. Um, some of the other ones were like, "Well, we'll split it fifty-fifty, or like with Pete, you know, he got like hundred percent of proceeds. Mm-hmm. Like the only money that I got back was uh, cost. So like, what the well, yeah. record? Like that's it. Like I that the, the deal for that record because originally we were gonna do that record no matter what. Um, and then I put everything on hold when he got diagnosed, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna." put this record out we're gonna get you the funds you know whatever so that's like what happened with that um like the Hellmouth thing it was just like give him some copies so it's always different whoever it is you know and um but if you notice all my records are you know pre-order mm-hmm. so it's like i do rely on people buying them <laughs> to be able to put them out well yeah that's know? a lot of money yeah because like i said like i don't have like thousands of dollars that you just sit on a product so I submit the record, you know, before the pre-order, everything's submitted. And then I, uh, you know, put the pre-order up and uh, funnel that money in and pays for the record. And there we go. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, at least break even is cool too. Just to put it out and everyone's happy. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only record cool. that I've actually sold out of is Remembering Ever. And I don't want to say that it wouldn't have sold out if the circumstances weren't there with Pete. I think it would have done well, but I don't think it would have sold out in less than six hours. You know, like yeah. both presses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. But uh, they're a huge band, though. Too. Well, they, I think they're fucking huge. See, yeah, they. I think they're a huge band. But I feel like a lot of those that era of bands, like people talk about them, but they don't really like support them. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, like even like that Tyrant record. Like, I think Tyrant's a fucking huge band. Maybe just because I'm from Michigan, or whatever. But, like, I still have, like, 120 of those records left out of 300, you know? It's, like... Nice. I mean, they're going to sell eventually, right? But um, you always hear people talking about Tyrant. Like, if you're on a message board, and it, it's more about merch. People don't buy fucking records anymore. People want to buy T-shirts. Yeah. You know, people hit me up, like, oh, aren't you going to put a T-shirt out for that band? I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But people don't... You can't wear a record. You can't get recognized, you know for buying a record. Right. It's so yeah. it's all it's some like weird clout and hype shit. And so, yeah, it, it, when it comes to putting out records, it, it's always, it's stressful. Cause I'm like, like the suffocate faster thing. Like I was somewhat worried about that selling, not because they're not a great band. Cause they are, they're fantastic. 
and a lot of people like them. But it's the same thing. It's like, are people really going to buy it because they can't showcase it everywhere they go? <laughs> yeah, we're well, right because that's a chance, and we'll suffocate faster. Like they're, you know, they know they weren't as big as Remembering Never, or you know, so so there's a there's a small group of people who may not even f- pay attention to hardcore anymore, and so that's also taking a gamble. Yeah, well, it's weird to me too. You know how many people hit me up about Remembering Never? And I was like, I never really knew this was press. They're my favorite band. I'm like. If they were your favorite band, you definitely wouldn't know they were pressed. Right. It, it wasn't a secret. They posted it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you just had to look them up in the past fucking year. Yeah, I get that a lot. You know, it's like, oh, well, I didn't know this was getting pressed. This isn't that. I'm like, oh, I get it on my standpoint. I have 400 and like, you know, 20 some odd followers. So, yeah, I'm a small label, you know, whatever. But these bands, they have thousands of followers. Yeah. If you're not paying attention to them, you must really not care about the band like, yeah. they're gonna know they're gonna tell you that the record's coming out <laughs> exactly. you're mad it's not a shirt yeah oh yeah oh yeah so it was weird too a lot of this stuff is like they want cds like hmm. tyrant um even like the suffocate faster stuff like uh, maybe not so much suffocate faster because those cds you can, you can get pretty easily but like tyrant you know like 30 dollars on discogs here and there what the and, fuck? like we repress a cd i'm like i really don't want to do that that's just not my thing. That's so weird. <laughs> like CDs anyway. Like I get it and I'm glad because that would be uh, you know, actual money in whatever artist's pocket yeah. or or whoever's redoing it or whatever. There's a little more you know, comfort, I guess, and like work put in rather than like hey, we recorded it and now you just have to click this button and it's there. It's still fun. I, I don't understand the uh, routine of opening a record and putting it on the fucking shit and putting the needle on you know i don't understand but like there's got to be a little like it's a ritual of fucking getting a new record and yeah so and playing it i mean obviously it's a collector thing you know like my ears are so shot that i can't hear the sound quality difference between mm. digital and whatever like people will tell you up and down like Vinyl sounds better than the CD. Vinyl sounds better than uh, MP3. Maybe it does. I don't know. Like, I don't get it either. So. Yeah, or they be like, black vinyl is better than color. And I get the idea behind it. I get the ideas behind all of them. But my ears are like so shot. I'm not taking care of myself for years. Like, whatever. But when it comes to a record, it's just like, and I, you know, I grew up with like you know, my dad liking records. You know, like he like whatever bought records and stuff like that. And so it's, it's always been like a part of my life. Um, but like throw a record on, you know, just hang out, you know, they're all in my living room. So just like my little family area. And, uh, for me, it's just like my, my kids are into it. And it's like, it become like a family thing. So there's a lot more into it than just like popping on like, uh, like Spotify, you know, right. obviously I still listen to Spotify. I still listen to streaming services, but, uh, there's nothing for me. There's nothing better than something physical in my hands. Sure. And I will say any label that puts out a record and doesn't put an insert on it, Fuck you. <laughs> I get so mad if I get if I spend twenty five dollars on a record and it's on an insert. Like, think about we were talking earlier about knowing your roots and stuff like that. What did you used to do when you got a CD? Did you open it up and look at like the thanks list? Yeah. Check out new bands. From yeah. There? Well, that's what I did. Yeah. That's how I discovered so many bands. Like, there's so many records that don't have inserts anymore. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I can understand what well, it's been a long time since I bought like anything like. Yeah. A physical copy of anything, but yeah. I can see how that would. And none to look at, you know. You pull it out, and ain't shit. Yeah, I mean, I like, I love the artwork, and like so, um, like Ether, right? Uh, Pete's other band, 
uh, Easter Coven, a uh, great fucking band, one of my favorite bands ever. That record that they put out was the last record that uh, I'll escape my name right now. The artist uh, Cleveland passed away. Oh man, what I'm about to say doesn't even matter because I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, anyways, the artist that did it, that was like the last art piece of art he ever did. You know, no shit. So like thinking about like you can't get like you can't pick that record up if you're listening on stream and you'd be like, oh shit, this is like this last dude's piece of art. Like stuff like that. You know, little things like sure. that. Sure. They're super cool to me. God, I feel like it's gonna fucking bother me all day because I had this guy's books and I his art books and everything. <laughs> and he's uh super famous. Anyways, it's gonna come to me like after I fucking leave. Anyways, but like it was his last piece of art. But I really like like everything physical. Even when it comes to like DVDs and Blu-rays. You can't stream a movie on Netflix and look at the special features. I love special features. I forgot about those. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. But I also will get lazy and put something on streaming, even if I have the DVD, if I don't want to look at the special features. Right. So. <laughs> and just say it into my remote and yeah. it shows up but, way easier. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big, big advocate for physical, physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, over in the corner, I still got a fucking DVD stack over there. But I never watch them, but I'm like, yeah. these are cool. I mean, I have, you know, almost. 6,000 records I have, you know. Jesus Christ. You know, probably five, 600 DVD and Blu-rays. Uh, I got rid of most of my CDs. Um, I just kept, like, kind of collect collective stuff. Collectible, if I can talk. Um, stuff like that. Cassettes, I only have, like, demos and stuff like that. Like, I don't really see the point of buying a cassette if I can get it on, like, vinyl or something like that. Because I, like, I don't have a cassette deck in my car anymore or anything like that. So, like, like this, right? Like... Just a demo cassette, you know, something cheap like that, but um, not like a full length. Like, say, I'm not going to buy Black Sabbath self-title on cassette. Yeah, <laughs> right. Why would you? Yeah, yeah. It's like I would just listen to a CD or a record. So I don't have as many cassettes as I do other things. But so you have six thousand records. Uh, just ask my wife. Uh, she'll she'll tell you how great it is to have all this stuff. <laughs> this is a crates and crates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she has a lot of records too. Um. And she uh, collects stuff as well, um, but uh, they take up a lot of room. And I, uh, I have like twenty of the same record, all different colors and variants. And like, I'm definitely a, some collector a, shit. Yeah, I'm a collector fucking scum. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's so. funny. No, but you know, I kind of regret it too because my stepmom, she had f- f- crates of records like way back in the day, and our basement flooded at our old house, which is and blocks away this whole area. Fucking floods and. Um, the one record that I remember off the top of my head is I don't know why she had it. It was a, a Beastie Boys licensed ill record. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. it was I don't know if it was just like a single or the whole thing, but I know I had to fight for your right on it and uh brass monkey and all that right, shit. Right. But I don't know if it was just like a few songs or not, but I was like, Fuck man. Yeah, that's that shit though. flooded out. Like who has that record? Do you have that record? I actually don't own any Beastie Boys, but no. uh, they, they did reissue those. Okay, and, uh, they're pretty easily attainable. Yeah, it's not that I like, don't like the Beastie Boys; no, they're they're good. But it's weird. Like, there's so many records that I like don't buy because I'm always on them. Like, oh well, I'm gonna get this more rare thing, and then I'll just like get this next time, mm-hmm. and next time never comes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of things I'm missing. You know, it's like rare. Yeah, like I like I. Uh, just recently, I started buying actual Nirvana studio albums because I have like twenty or thirty bootlegs and things like that. But I didn't okay. have like I didn't have Nevermind. I didn't have In Utero. 
I had Bleach because that's like an all-time favorite Nirvana record. Do they cost like, more than like regular ones? So like the, the bootlegs, you know, it's like different takes or demos of like some like unlicensed shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, well, you're, I'm not going to get this wherever. So I was like, oh, I'll get this now. I'll get the studio album later or whatever. So I always do that. And then what I like the studio album, like Michael out of print, like Elliot Smith, like his stuff was really hard to get for a minute. And I was, that was the thing I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait to get the record. You know, I'll get mm-hmm. something else that I'm not going to see all the time. And then like it went out of print. I'm like, <laughs> so now they all went back in print. And I bought them like last week. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to miss out on these again. <laughs> so fuck Elliot Smith makes me want to kill myself. So, all right. Elliot Smith, um, is one of my favorite artists and it is very depressing, but my favorite scene in any film is when Richie Tenenbaum is going to kill himself in the Royal Tenenbaums and Needle and Hay starts playing. Like, the mo- one, it's a cinematic masterpiece. It's just shot beautifully. One of the most depressing scenes in the world. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a very close scene and song to my heart. We actually, uh, not okay, did a ripoff shirt of Elliot Smith. Uh, that's album. awesome. It was a self-title and set her name on it. But, uh, yeah, so that was... I love Super that emo. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love the emo stuff. So. Yeah, so like Bright Eyes... <laughs> Yeah, Bright Eyes, uh, I never really did a deep dive in their music. I've heard it here and there. Um, I have a great Conor Oberst story, though. I was working, uh, I think it was La Dispute was playing at the Magic Stick, and Conor's other band, Despercitos, was mm-hmm. at the Majestic. And this girl comes up and was like, is Conor up here? I'm like, oh, you're at the wrong show. It's next door. So later on, she's getting arrested. She, like, tried to get on the bus and, like, fucking kill him or something. Oh, like, wow. It was like... It was like if I can't have you, no one can. Oh wow, so, that's there's insane. My, there's my Connor Oberst story. <laughs> <laughs> Connor Oberst, yeah, the fucking emo shit. Well, like Rocky Vadalato. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember what that is. That's uh, no. that's emo. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there was, I don't know. There's so much fucking stupid shit that I used to listen to. Like I was more like punk rock before hardcore right, and right. shit. But you know, after it's like after hardcore. Well, after I was, like, into hardcore is when I actually gave, like, pop punk and, like, emo a shot. I was like, I kind of like Taking Back Sunday. Like, after right. I was already, like, a tough guy, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I like Taking Back Sunday. Like, I mean, Thursday. I, Thursday is not, like, a pop punk band, but, like, one of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Um, all that stuff. Like, different stages of my life I appreciate at different times. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so it was some obscure band that I like. Um, I mean, yo, that first Evanescence record, I can't even front. It fucking works. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or at least on whatever, you know. Podcast over. No plan. <laughs> See ya. Uh, there's like a lot of a lot of stuff that, you know, I like that other people may, may not like because they hit me at a certain time in life. And like, I have no, nothing to prove to anyone. You know, Ooh, like, of course. Like, I'm just going to fucking listen to what I want to listen to. Uh, and there's plenty of stuff I like. I don't like that didn't hit me. Like, I... I don't really like the Misfits, and it's not anything about them. Like I love Danzig. Like Danzig's more okay. like rock and roll. Like you know, like I love that shit. But like the Misfits stuff, not that I don't appreciate it. It's just like when I first heard it, I'm like, it was a time of life where I was like, oh, it's a little too cheesy for me, you know? Right. But I was like, like Black Flag. Like Black Flag's more of a hardcore band. Misfits is more of like a punk band. Mm-hmm. And like so, I gravitated towards Black Flag. I'm like, I for like sure. That more like hardcore vibe. So yeah, it's just like different things hit you different points in life. Like. I did this interview with uh, this straight edge interview thing, and they asked me like my influences were and like how thing what how, this is how my life was going when I was coming around. And I said in it that if at the time in my life, if I would have picked up a Gorilla Biscuits record instead of a Tyrant record, I'd be a totally different person. Maybe for the better, because <laughs> <You know? laughs> like 
when I heard that record, that was everything to me. And like, I was a fucking total asshole. You know, like I, if you were like, if you were fucking, you know, smoking a drink around me, I'd probably be, you know, say something dumb to you or something mm-hmm. like just be a total fucking dick. If I was with Vinger Biscuits, you know, my life would be more positive. You know, I, I did a lot of like, like fucked up things because I got into more militant stuff. And I yeah. was like, I had this militant attitude and you know, like I, a lot of people don't want to be around me because of it. And, uh, so yeah, different stages of life take you different ways. I feel you, man. Yeah, and, Cause uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, with that like heavier shit too, you kind of, it has an influence on the way you treat people. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, when I heard like, I kill for straight edge, like, that lyric, I'm like, took it literal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like what's up? Like someone's going to die. Today. <laughs> I want to know who is actually taking that seriously though. Like I, I know a few people that may or may not have, right? Like, uh, whatever, but, or like the kill your local drug dealer. Oh yeah. 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 It the Uzi on it. I love it. Who has done that? (laughs) It's so good though. Yeah. Yeah. I owned it, you know, (laughs) but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. All these like the, so I think the, the original lyric was supposed to be, uh, I die for straight edge, but like that wasn't hard enough. No. Something like that. I'm like, yeah, I kill for straight. This is way better. That is <laughs> so scary, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, the I mean, like, shows were the best. They, oh, they're insane. Yeah, I mean, like, I looked up to all those dudes so much. Um, you know, like John, Matt, and like whatever, and uh, like that that specific era of Welcome to Hell. I didn't really like know those dudes. Mm-hmm. I didn't really till later uh, with like Brad and like TJ, Chris, you know, uh, Chris Sommerfeld. And, where we're like that era of tyrant like, right. that's when i kind of like really like knew him um so like i didn't really know the which is welcome to hell is my favorite record on uh, but so yeah i do like the later versions of tyrant um personally but uh yeah that band was always fucking insane just like i mean you know, you know, you know murder ball You're from oh murder yeah ball. yeah i never wanted that ball I just wanted to fuck somebody up. <laughs> right, yeah, just run full charge into, yeah. like, the group of oh, fucking yeah. idiots. It was great. You know, the thing about it was, though, is everyone was having a good time. I don't, I can't really remember many times where any real legit problems happened. No. Like, there were a few where I'm like, okay, but then it, like, settled down. But everyone was beating the fuck out of each other with a smile on their face. And that's, that's like, that's some insane shit. Like... Definitely unstable motherfuckers, and I love it. Yeah, those are my people. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I can agree because like it was like like it was, people are getting hurt. You yeah, know, like blood and their shirts ripped and scratched, and they're yeah. fucking 17, 18, 19 year old kids. Yeah, you know they're doing the same shit with like twenty five to thirty five year old dudes. Yeah, and you're fucking living it up, having a great time. And you know, there's a lot of people around you that don't understand, or yeah. or. They don't understand. They don't know, and they don't care. Which well, it doesn't matter, but it's still like you know, like said uh, our thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sound like a jaded dick, you know, but I feel like hardcore is too safe now. Um, it is, and not that I want people to have like a fucked up life and upbringing. Like I want everyone to like be good for them, but mm-hmm. I do feel like you go to a hardcore show now, and it's not dangerous. You're not around people that are fucking gang members or you know like, <laughs> really really live in that life you know it's a lot of like kids from the suburbs that you know just found this aggressive music and uh well they gravitate for whatever reason they gravitate not saying they don't have something bad going on in their life because i like I, I think they're they're there for a reason right yeah but it's not it's not the same type of people you know it's not like 
Literally. You see someone with a tattoo on their face and like you almost stay away from them. Like it's not the same anymore. Someone with a tattoo on their face is like some like skinny kid like me, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well every third person yeah. has a tattoo, you know, on their face yeah. and Yeah, it's like you can't all be, you know I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at with it, but it's it's just a different time. It is, but probably for like the better for a lot of people. Even if they if they find hardcore and if they go to shows, they feel it's their outlet and they feel comfortable there. They don't you have to worry about you know some people you were targets for whatever reason their oh, first, second, third hardcore show yeah. they're getting fucking beat up when they're trying to mosh to have a good time. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little more alienating then. For yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you really had to fucking uh, pay your dues. Yeah, is a way to put it, I guess. Yeah, it was a different time. We had to keep showing up, you know, and take your fucking lumps and, yeah. you know, whatever mosh or be mosh and fucking don't look that guy in the eye yeah. and you know. There's tons of people now yeah. that I'm friends with that I, that was, like we were fucking enemies then. Yeah, you know, it was like, uh, like I don't even know if they remember it, you know, but like like Richie Barra, you know, like mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't say that him and I are like friends friends but we're you know queen's friends like he's been friends with my wife for a long time but like me and that dude like we got into it a few times back yeah. in the hayloft and like like i remember it you know it was like not fun and, like <laughs> or like you know i could name tons of people off that like i'm cool with now you know? yeah it's like it was a weird different time for sure it was like but i feel like a lot of these people i got into shit with you grew a friendship out of that which was weird it was like you can't became an enemy to like a friend <laughs> like, yeah because you just like you're around each other all the time so you one of two ways like you just like stay enemies forever or you're like oh you know what i guess you are pretty cool whatever for sure <laughs> that makes sense well, well there's a there's a few people you know who i've had whatever fucking stupid issues with like way back like 2007 2006 yeah. way back in the day where i thought like i was like if i start doing this podcast like there could be some fucking drama that right. could come knocking at my door for something i did a long time ago and surprisingly, you know, a couple people who have reached out who I had like had shit with. They're yeah. obviously we're all fucking grown adults yeah, now, sure. so sort of move on from whatever yeah. no. f- superficial, shallow bullshit beef there was that didn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah, there's definitely some unforgivable things, and that's a totally different conversation. Yeah, like, I think we all are to a point in time now where we can let a lot of the bullshit you know go by. Yeah, inside. exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean. If you're not growing and changing, then what are you really doing with your life? Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. Even when it comes to like music, you know, like I'm still listening to the same stuff like I've been listening to, right? But my music tastes have changed. They've evolved. They've grown, you know, to other things to where I can appreciate things I wouldn't appreciate when I was younger, you know? So, like, I don't know if we're like, uh, like, uh, so Ether, Ether Coven, right? So, like, that band is like the epitome of stuff I'm into now. <laughs> like that, like doomy, sludgy, like yeah, that's his newest band. Yeah, yeah, and like they're fucking heavy, right? Yeah. But like, if I would have heard that when I was like 15, I was like, oh, this is like, it's almost too mature for me, right? Okay. So like, yeah. Yeah. So it's growing into like more like mature music now and stuff like that. But still like liking whatever. Um. But you grow, things change, everything's changing around you, and then I guess the point of life is you grow. You know, yeah, you gotta so, grow because what the fuck are you doing if you're not growing? <laughs> you're being a bitch on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, just being a bitch on the sidelines. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. That's all that. I don't know nothing either. I don't know. 
What do we got? Oh, I have a fun question. If you could have a four or five band lineup of all Detroit bands, your favorite Detroit hard five bands, okay. what would you have? Give me new or old. Well, whatever you want. This is always a fun question. Four or five I think. Bands? Yeah, whatever you think. Uh, Retribution number one. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny. Was the greatest Detroit hardcore band ever. Even like. Like, I love Negroport, love Tyrant, whatever, but for me, like, Retribution was, like, just my favorite fucking band. You know, like, I, oh, I came to scratch. Lee? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, Lee, oh, yeah, Lee, everyone was in that band. Like, I fucking love them. Uh, Retribution five times. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Retribution, um, let me just do a deep dive on this. Let's see here. Uh, Set Sail. I would love to see Set Sail again. I remember that band. I love Set Sail. Oh, shit. Um, I fucking forgot about them to be honest, but they were so good. So the drummer of that band, I don't remember his name, but I think he's he's in a Kaleido band now, which are pretty fucking big. They're like a, a rock band. I, I worked a few shows with them, but like it's crazy to see like uh, you know, these people from small hardcore bands, you know, doing these big things. I think like even like uh, Rob, I think Rob's doing some crazy stuff with like hip hop. For real, I think he's like he was on tour with some really big artists. So wow. that's really cool, but. Yeah. So let's see, we got Retribution, Set Sail. Um, you are going deep. Yeah, so Deathskin Razors. I love Deathskin Razors. I mean, I love Jimmy, you know, I love all those guys. But uh, let's see here. Uh, I think those bands I really loved. For Die Life's Sake. Wow. Right there. So I got one more. The Motor City Bad Boys. Coalition. 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 Yep. Fuck, man, you really, you really went sideways. That's a, like, that's a band I was just not expecting yeah. to hear at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many bands I love here. I guess, like, another one would be Scum, which was a band that was really uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, Joe Fucker from that band, unfortunately, passed away. He was really good friends of ours. Mm. Uh, so, but that was a band that I always loved seeing, always loved playing with. Um, I actually had the opportunity to put out the last songs Joe ever recorded uh, on a laid 7-inch. So that was, like, something that was really cool to do. Um, but yeah, so for an honorable mention, scum. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking nah. All right, well then do uh, you have a new lineup? Well, every band, if you can have five new bands, <laughs> there's even five Detroit bands. There's got to be. <laughs> All right, so D Block, Never Any Game, Enemy of God, Inhuman Suffering, and Wounded Touch. There you go. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I can't wait for a D Block show. Oh. It's going to be great. So when I first heard like the opening track, I just wanted to throw my son across the fucking room. <laughs> I was like, I was like close because he was the closest thing next to me. Literally, I was sitting there listening to it and he's sitting there right there. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just want to fucking just like uh-huh. throw something. He was right there. I like grabbed him. I was like, D-Block motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That made me so happy too. Yeah. Cause when I had uh, Camden over, it was like a couple weeks before they released. I got to hear it all. And just once so I was like, man, I hope you'll fucking, you know, like leave me with a copy or something yeah. so I can listen to it. But he did it. Just the one song. Uh, but die or whatever die yeah and i was like oh, i can't wait to hear the rest of it again and then a d-block motherfucker i yeah. forgot i forgot that that was like the first shit and yeah. i was like ooh, i want to hurt somebody right now yeah i can't I, wait I for like it that one a lot um I mean, there's so many great bands of the past and present i mean it was like from hell was a great one that i really loved mm-hmm. uh i mean i go on and on there's so many great bands uh 
let's, let's do another deep dive of a one that's futures past um, or uh, of the past. Um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye was a great one. I really loved. That was Ian. One of Ian Cole. Yeah, Ian was in that band. I was gonna yeah, say Hawkeye was great. Uh, Razzle Dazzle, you like them guys? Razzle, Rizzle Dizzle. Rizzle Dizzle. Yeah, I love Razzle Build and Destroy, you know, all that stuff. Fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, not as old, but Detain. I always loved Detain. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloud Rat, big Cloud Rat fan. Fuck, there's so many good bands. Fight It Out, you know, I mean, they're playing that show. I, I can't fight it I out. can't wait for that, man. Yeah, Fight It Out was always one of my favorite bands uh, from around here. I always had a great time. Um, Down and Out, Reckless. Uh,. I mean, Kill Everyone was Detroit and Canada, but, you know, Kill Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll die straight edge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could still find that shit. I'm sure John has it. I mean, I think I have an MP3 of it somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I searched for it maybe, like, like five years ago, and I can't find it anymore because I looked for it recently, but it was some weird fucking Japanese website. Okay. And it was all in like symbols, like Japanese symbols, but all there was was like an MP3, so like dot .mp3. Okay. I was like, fucking clicked it. And, the, and that was it. I was like, holy shit, I should have fucking... I mean, this was a while ago, so I would have lost it by now if I downloaded it, but... Yeah. I was excited to hear it again. Yeah, for sure. What else we got? We got nothing to talk about. Yeah, I just rambled. That's my... That's not great. I was rambling. That's okay. <laughs> I like to ramble too, except... I'm a fucking half idiot, so I listen to other people <laughs> ramble. So I can maybe I can ramble off their rambling and right. we can get something out of it. Right, right, sure. <laughs> but cool, yeah, man. I mean, so you just have uh, fucking pre-orders for Let It Die start July 4th? Yeah, right? July 4th. Uh, we have the pre-order for it. Um, it's going to be two colorways. It's going to be the uh, custard with olive splatter. It's uh, it's supposed to complement like the cover of the yeah. secret guns pretty well, so that's gonna be that. And then we're gonna do the um, the uh, black and uh, or the red with black splatter, which is complement. If you if you know the secret guns rec- uh, record, there's a few different covers. So the one is like the olive and the custard, and the mm-hmm. other one is like a black and uh, there's like some browns, but black, brown, and red. So that's gonna be the other one. So and it's gonna have three new songs, which are amazing. I've listened to them a million times already. Um, and that's, it's really cool. Cause like you listen to the early tracks, it's going to be the, the one or the first half of the records on a side and then the, um, the rest is on the B side and then it goes to the new songs. Right. And here the transition of like the years past and like, it's, it's still like just as good as the old stuff, but like the progression of like production value, you know, like the early two thousands, like all the production on like all, every record sounded like it was like that time frame. Right? Mm-hmm. Now it's still like the same style and sound of the band, but it's like updated for like today's standards of production. Yeah, and it's like I love hearing it. You know, like it's it's great. It's it still has a nostalgic feel, but just like updated version. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, re- I really like it. Yeah, and it's more affordable, you know. And with what those guys do anyway, they can record and they know yeah. exactly what the fuck they're oh. doing. Yeah, I mean, Chris so does that. Yeah, know, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah man, it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's come a long way because it, it's still just as good as it was then. But it's, uh, you know, when you're younger and you're recording then, you know a lot less than you do now. Mm-hmm. So, and all those dudes are well-seasoned, you know, in whatever bands and stuff they're doing. So, it's uh, it's cool to see that. I mean. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I'm really excited to do that. Um, 
and the suffocate faster thing. You know, that seemed cool. Uh, so don't kill the messenger was, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, is either don't kill the messenger. Or what's the, what the other fucking one called? It's escape me what the other one's called right now. I know I like have all these things in my fucking head. The other stuff get faster album. Yes. The one with a wrench on it. That's gonna really shit. I don't remember. So that like, I think we're doing that one too. Um, but this, so this is just the one I, there was no significance behind it. It's the anniversary of the record, but, um, of course it's not on Spotify. Anyways, <laughs> I think we're going to do that one too eventually, but we went too ahead of myself. Uh, so don't kill the messenger, you know, that's coming out. And then I don't know what my plans are for the, the future after that. Like I have all these ideas. Um, I wanted to do a record for, uh, Nick Urbanic, which, uh, which is some guy from the city I grew up in. Hmm. And it's all it's all acoustic stuff, but uh, this is a record I liked a lot, and um, it was more like a passion thing. Like I don't think anyone would buy it, but it's something I want to put out. So maybe I'll um, do that. Yeah, that'd be um, cool. So I mean, our broken wings. I want to do that. I mean, that'd be that's, I haven't even gotten kind. Con- like I get the bands that I want to do, like off the, just off the rip, like first time ahead. On broken wings, like my heart. Um, let's see who else. I mean, I could just like pull tons of bands I want to do. The like Shattered them. Realm of them. So, <laughs> the thing about Shattered Realm is, uh, I don't know who I would talk to. You know? Oh like, yeah. There's, there's just so much like drama with that. You mm-hmm. know? Like, there's whatever Joe's and what I don't know, the other singers' bands. Because uh, like I didn't, I know like Joe's Shattered Realm. <laughs> okay yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i forgot so, the other fellow's name but yeah like i mean not that i listened to the songs but like when i got into shadow realm like joe was a part of it already mm-hmm. uh and then um what's another like one that was i was thinking about hitting up but uh i don't know it's coming later it's fucking brain the hoods brain. album so <laughs> i actually hit mikey about reissuing the king is dead at one point and uh He's never got back to me, whatever. But um, that's like, you know, Vic. That was on Victory. Who knows? It oh, so it's <laughs> you like, got to deal with that fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like I just do it anyway. I'll fight Tony Victory myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, bring me the head of Tony Victory. He has known Victory though. He sold it. So yeah. But and there's tons of bands I want to do. But if they're attainable, like who yeah. actually knows? Like, right. Yeah. There's just a lot of fucking legal bullshit. Yeah. Or even headaches. if they want to work with me, because like a lot of these bands I've been doing, like. Like we have some kind of friendship, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, yeah, this like weird, you know, kid from Detroit hitting you up. I'm just like, I want to put out your record. Will you let me? He's <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's well, a lot of pipe dreams, and uh, who knows? Well, yeah, who knows though? But you can keep you know, taking shots and yeah, you know, they, taking a chance and yeah. see what happens. So all you can do is you know take the shot. You know, it's like it's either yes or no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I've asked some people way out of my fucking. You reach, you know, to do the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't expect an answer, but yeah. I still yeah. tried. <laughs> you I know? Mean, the, the thing with, you know, originally when I hit up, like, um, Jeff up, you know, Cole's life, uh, I didn't think he was going to get back to me. Yeah. And, like, I never met that guy before, you know? And, like, I was, like, I've only heard stories. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I was somewhat intimidated to hit him up, you know? And, like, when I got that message back, and, like, we talked from time to time, nothing too crazy. But, like, it was, like, so weird. Just like he yes. actually took the time to like get back to me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, like, I mean, but talking about like like high reaches, like I thought that was a crazy high reach. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I said, uh, uh, 
I've always had like, the idea in my head to do like a fucking podcast, and I was like, but I can't do it if right. I don't get permission to call it the Terror Zone just yeah. to represent Detroit, right. you know? Sure. Whether cheesy or stupid or not, I don't give a fuck. I like it. But, um, oh, I, I like it too. It's good. Yeah, I was like, I just need to ask uh, Jeff, I guess. Don't know who to ask. I went to him first, you know? I was like, I was like, this is what it is, man. I was like, it's an idea. He's like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I was like, gotcha. And then like, uh, so like a week or two later, I was like, any chance you'd be into doing right. it? And he's like, yeah, no problem. I was like, okay, even better. See, so, what's cool about all that coming to light, though, is like, you, you know all the stories, all the rumors and everything, but no one ever really knew any like, actually, I don't want to say facts, but like, mm-hmm. it was all just like secondhand. You know, right. So hearing things from the source was is like really cool. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're getting this. I mean, if you're like a buff on like Detroit hardcore school, you know, you're like hearing these things you wouldn't hear anywhere else. You hear mm-hmm. someone that was there. You know, someone that like you know firsthand dealt with it. Like the whole story about um like the stuff getting stolen. Like I only knew like parts of that. Yeah. And like hearing the full thing, I was like, you know, putting all like, okay, it's interesting. You'll hear all that. So yeah, yeah, that was. <sighs> weird shit to hear it's like oh yeah yeah so just I mean, keeping it alive <laughs> that's why i like podcasts you know you're hearing something you don't hear in like the music obviously yeah or like you know what interviews like i love zines and stuff like i want to hear like like i get so obsessive over you know bands like i i just don't want to listen to music i want to know everything about the band i want to know their life i want to know this is not like whatever it is so that's why i like you know these things like getting into sure. deep deep dives mm-hmm. yeah and i mean like fortunate for us you know like jeff has done good 10 12 fucking hours with multiple podcasts and and you might hear the same thing here and there but there's lots there's so much to know and so many stories that it it doesn't really get old and there's a lot of like people that that i like that i've reached out to that would have similar stories to him but they just don't want nothing to do with it which is fine that's cool Uh, yeah 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 yeah, that's great but like it's still cool to hear you know a lot of people love it but that's it's like their real life yeah oh for sure so yeah like for you know for me i mean i grew up in the suburbs you know like i didn't fucking deal with that shit so it's like for me it's like this mystified thing it's like Mm -hmm. But if you lived it, yeah, why would you want to relive that shit? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I totally get that. Yeah, there's still some, like, unsettled beefs and shit yeah, that, like, if somebody sure. heard it, they would just, you know, just cause problems for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would I do that? Yeah, for sure, man. I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. Fuck um, If you want to talk to me, that's okay. But, I don't know. We can end up with that. We had fun. We talked about your albums. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I brought a few of them. Um, oh yeah. With Matt. You have to hold them to that yeah, camera if you want to show them the camera. Yeah. So this is. Heaven. Oh. Fucking... Sorry, Josh. I broke your camera. All right. So uh, I kind of brought the full discography with me just to show off because most of this is still available. Holy shit. Um. All right. So I don't we got. Touch them. Oh, you're good, man. So this is actually this is the last copy I have of this, but this is, uh, that camera. No, don't up there. Yeah. So this is the scum record I was talking about. Uh, this is the last songs that Joe fucker was on. And this was something that was really near and dear to my heart. Like I said, uh, it was really cool to be a part of. It's got like a lathe seven inch, but there's only one more of those left. Um, this is the integrity record. It's actually not called integrity. It's called Integ 2k, uh, 18, very cool. You know the Integrity 2000 era? Yeah. So this is two songs from Integrity 2000, was 
Intag 2000 Project Regenesis, which was after the Victory record. And so this is two re-recorded tracks. It's um, a Donna Summer cover and one original from the thing. So a little seven-inch we did. It's just like it's just black with a few colors. Very this, cool. So sorry, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but uh, these. That's the coolest fucking one. So all of these ones, the Integrity, the Anahelpa, the With, Sunlight, Damnation, and Hellmouth were all pressed in Detroit, actually. Oh, shit. So, but yeah. So the Anahelpa, the With one got all started. Uh, this is actually a test press of it, so got the regular cover over here. So there's that. I got tons of those left, so be sure to pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> this was a test press versus fuck whatever else. So when you press a record... They send you a test press. You just check it out and make sure you either approve or you know, reject it. So it's usually just like a white label, black vinyl, and you just listen to it. And uh, oh, okay. This is like your test copy to see if um, everything's up to snuff or not. Hmm. So they'll uh, you know, make sure like nothing was fucked up on the plates or anything like that. Because like what what a record is is wax, right? So it's just like a wax puck. And they take this the the plate, just like a metal plate, and they just press it. So it could be like a defect in the plate that. Oh, okay. So it just like kind of. So fucking weird how they just make noises on those. Yeah, I mean, so it's all <laughs> so it's all vibrations. I mean, you can make a you could you know cut a record into this table and it would play. That's fucking you know, crazy. Yeah, you like lathe cut it into there, so it's weird. But I got the Damnation AD record, which uh, this is a complete remaster of this record, remaster and repress, and the track listen is a little different. Um, it's uh, in a different order, but Damnation AD, one of the heaviest, most fucking depressing bands in the world. <laughs> um, great guys too. It's a good um, one to do though. Yeah, I mean, so that was one of the records. Like, talk about unobtainable. I thought that was unobtainable. You know, it was like I hit up Mike and Ken, and I was like, hey, like, I want to reissue this record. Mm-hmm. I love it, you know. And like the whole thing was like. Ken was like, I can tell this is like really like a passion project for you. And like, yeah, totally. You can do it, you know, whatever. And, uh, how it came about was awesome. I mean, they're one of my most favorite bands in the whole world. Uh, and it was definitely something really cool to be a part of. So yeah, got that available still. Uh, sunlight ascending, which is a local post rock project. This was their first full length. Um, some of the members went on to my band later, but, uh, it's a double LP remastered got tons of those left so yeah buy it buy it buy this shit uh the hellmouth demo wait so this is great if you don't know so if you look on the back right there's just the demo Mm -hmm. so on the this is black one so on the a side it's just the uh the record but then on the b side is a bunch of covers and you oh, only cool. know that if you pick up the record and listen to it, because I did not put the track list in there because I was worried that Danzig was going to sue me. Because <laughs> he did that to uh, a friend of mine. He uh, put out um, a Sam Hain cover count. And oh, Danzig's shit. Danzig's people got hold of him. So I did not promote at all that there was covers on here. There's like uh, It's every cover they did except Agent Orange Bloodstains, because that didn't fit on here. And that's already on a 7-inch. Mm. Makeup split. So, how many minutes can you fit on a big album? I don't want to call them. So suggested at forty-five RPM, I think it's fifteen minutes per side. 
and then for 33 and a third it's like 20 to 22 but i pushed it and done like 25 per side mm, so damn yeah song claw is a little different and then this one these two were <clears throat> excuse me my uh these were pressed at precision pressing in canada you know it's a made in canada thing so um there's some tyrant records left you know you get over at the over an hour recordings big cartel um this is a really cool project to deal with so um, that's all this one unfortunately is sold out uh this is one of my last copies but this is uh like we said i said earlier you know the whole um thing with for pete and all that with his uh benefit was really cool to deal with but also one of my favorite records of all time so it is a great fucking album yeah and then you know, i got like um porting down which was i have a few of these left which is uh james from uh something like ending and not okay one of his side projects alternative thing uh normal which was uh tristan riley's band um put out cassette for them high yeah. alert yeah. r.i.p you know. is normal are they doing something again though are they about to record some shit or something i think so yeah, yeah it seems yeah. like they're a little, a little active yeah we got hushed cassettes i think a few of those left you know? yeah buy it yeah buy it support that shit you can't buy these because they're out of print but if you like want to check them out i'll send you some mp3s or rest and shit and not okay um yeah that's all i well, that's a <laughs> one nice little catalog. Yeah, and it's, cra- like, it's crazy to think I'm on my 18th release. You know, like fuck. I know, you know some people are way deeper than that. You know, like, uh, but I don't know. Just being a one one person operation. You yeah, know, in my basement is pretty cool. <laughs> that's still fun. Though. You get to do something that you love. Obviously, you love fucking records. So yeah, no, I love records. To... I mean, I like I said, I have tons of records. I work in a record shop. I work in a record shop for seven years. Jesus um, Christ. You know, one of my many jobs. But yeah, man. I mean, uh, the label's going smooth and yeah. shit like that. So Support it. Buy the shit. Yeah. I'd appreciate it if you bought it. My wife would, too. You know, get it out of my, my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, sh- shout out to all my homies, too. Like uh, Edgeman Printing. Support Edgeman Printing. Support Grief Buffet. Support, you know, uh, Sanctuary. Um, Inhumane Suffering. Fucking uh, great band, you know. Big deal, D Block, Iced Out. They just got them recording the other day. Uh, you Excited got, for that. Yeah, um, you know, tons of great bands coming out. Tons of great bands, you know, getting back together. Um, keep supporting Terra Zone Podcast. <laughs> support, you know, support your friends always. That's one thing that you, I'm sure, you see a lack of the local scene really supporting you. Yeah, it's like everyone wants to be supported, but they won't support the other people in their scene. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I'm, I don't care really. I mean, because I like what I'm doing. Yeah, but it's okay. I it's... mean, it's weird because like I'll look back at my orders, and almost none of them are from Michigan. Oh Maybe wow, ten percent of them. Are from Michigan. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but support yeah. your friends on what they do, no matter what. If it's even a like or a share, you don't have to buy it. Just support it in some way. There's a way yeah, push you can support it. it. Push it. You know, because especially. Free. Yeah, yeah, especially you know if, if you if you want something that you do to be supported, you know you need to support other people too, because they're going to see that. You know they're going to see that okay, this person is supporting what I do, so I'm going to support them. It's so, it's exactly. Circle. Yeah, circle. it's weird to notice actually having something that I'm trying to get out there and say, oh okay, I thought you'd yeah. you know, shout it out or something. That's cool. No, no, man, fuck it. Thanks, thanks everybody for all the support. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I appreciate everyone that does support me. You know, it's because uh, I wouldn't be able to do this without, you know, people that order for me. But by any means, it's 
it, although it's for me and you know I'm doing what I want to do and put out what I love it's uh it's also for other people too because I'd just be sitting on tons of records and mm-hmm. uh nothing to do with it people weren't fucking buying them <laughs> yeah but no my my my, my appreciation for everyone is endless awesome that me. so uh yeah, great man. we'll end it like that let me shut this shit off yeah man